And I'm Ploof. <laughs> Welcome to Vinyl Verdict. I'm Bell. I'm Jamie. I'm Ploof. And this week we are doing a topic, picture discs that we own. We all owned one, except for Jamie who owned none and now owns one. I own one and I regret it. So we did not have a choice. <laughs> no big choices here. Uh, why don't we just quickly go over what our choices were. Mine was Wanted on Voyage. Voyage? Voyage. I think it's just Voyage. By George Ezra. Mine Jamie. was Tools Lateralis. And I chose uh, Bestiary by Hail Mary Mountain. Bestiary? I say bestiary, but... No, the word is bestiary. Is it? Yeah. Even though it's like a study of beasts? I yeah, but there's you, no A in it. It's spelled yeah, there is. B-E-S. No. No, no it's B-E-S. I'm pretty sure there is. Yeah. I, you know... No, it's that... bestiality, and, it, and you you would do that no, in a no bestiary. No, there's, there's no way. No it's yeah. right in front of me. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to go in order of uh, me, then Ploof, then Jamie. But Jamie, first I want to know... What does lateralis mean? That's another word I don't know. Uh, I don't. It, it isn't a word. It's like um, if you look at the Wikipedia page, it's like a. It's like the amalgamation of two different words. I can't remember which they Later are. I'll look it up. And adios. Thank adios. you, tools. <laughs> uh, tool. Well, parabol and parabola. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that more when we get there, I guess, because uh, now we're getting all into and it. it. And a parabola is a thing. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, parabol isn't. Yeah, sure. Uh, a parable. That's, a, that's a long it's album. If you're wondering parable. why it's last, it's because it is a very long album. Yeah. And I, I've already apologized ones. to the boys. I didn't realize it was so long when I <laughs> yeah, picked it. The Moneyball uh, or Inside Baseball. Inside Baseball. <laughs> the Moneyball. The yeah. Moneyball. The Inside Baseball, is. we now have a time limit on a topic once because that was a... Yeah. It was hard to get that That's okay. I wouldn't... Uh, I, I don't even know if I would have picked that for a, like a normal episode either because of its length. And yeah. I didn't even know. I already did my long one. I didn't realize that Bell's album has bonus tracks that the record doesn't have. So <laughs> yeah, why like, yours is like, just as long. Like, what are you talking about? No, it's not. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> With bonus tracks, it's like 60 minutes. So if you want Ploof's extended uh, thoughts on the album, make sure to check oh, us out on Flowplane. Flowplane.com slash Final Verdict. We don't have a Flowplane. No, um, but why don't you guys have picture discs? Uh, Jamie, why, don't, why do you, did you not have any before now? They sound like ass. Uh, without cursing, they sound bad. They they sound um, hissy because the the way the needle has to carve through the record usually means that the the quality is degraded. Yeah, they um, made out of something different. Like, how do they get all that? I, I forget. I, I think it's like a, it's like putting like a t shirt. Like when you make a t shirt, yeah, I think onto it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I can't remember for sure, but I think it's like a very thin coding that is kind of applied after the fact yeah i probably should have researched this before we did this episode, no, no, i didn't really but, think about why yeah or how they do it um, yeah because it's not as simple as like a splatter or something where you just mix in the material yeah that's, with that's the rest. part of the vinyl yeah. yeah um i don't own any picture discs except for this one because yeah they typically don't sound very good and usually they're like special releases for like record store day or yeah. um like maybe they were like a weird single um, and they, they're on a picture disc. Um, I own a lot of colored vinyl, which is, you know, like a whole other talking topic. about. Yeah. Yeah. But which is fine. Usually colored vinyl sounds. Sometimes, sometimes you it's get bad, but yes. most, these days it's a lot. I find sometimes it's a lot you get bad ones with recycled vinyl, but typically a picture disc sounds terrible and the tool one sounds terrible. We'll I don't know why there. I looked it up quickly. Um, the record is sandwiched between two pieces of printed paper. Yeah, there you go. That makes sense. Yeah. And then two pieces of thin plastic, and they're pressed together to make the final product. 
Cool. So it, that's probably why they usually consistently sound bad. Yeah. Is yeah. because it's literally got this extra layer between the needle and the, the yeah, record itself. Yeah, it causes, Interesting. A, causes friction, yeah. 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 Plouf, what about you? So this is the only one you own, right? This is the only one I own, and it's kind of for similar reasons Jamie said. They're kind of rare. Uh, you don't get a lot of picture discs pressed, um, partly because they have a bad reputation, so I think a lot of bands just kind of avoid doing it. Um, they're also typically reserved for, yeah, more special edition releases. Um, I have this one because I actually wanted both of Hail Mary Mellon's albums, and I ordered the second one, but it, or, well, the first, but it was, uh, it never showed up, unfortunately. Um, mm, this right, one yeah. did, which is great, but I wanted this one specifically because it comes in three different versions. Um, there's three different album covers, and so I was hoping for the one that I got, and luckily I did. But yeah, I just thought it was really cool. I like the album in general, and it's only available on a picture disc, I think. That's cool. Yeah, I feel like my experience with picture discs, discs as a a normie, uh, at least when I first started my vinyl journey, like, you know, when I was Several 17, whatever yeah. it was, um, was that a lot of pop albums would be uh, picture discs, because oh, yeah. they're, they're very visually Flashy. grabbing. Yeah. There weren't a lot of records at the time anyway, so there kind of had to be a reason to get it. Yeah. So people would buy them. For the fact that they're art, not just yeah, because they want to listen hanging, to it. Because at yeah. the time, you know, you couldn't really get high quality records. So who cares that this sounds like trash? Well, I shouldn't say you couldn't get them. They were less popular for the more mainstream artists. It is so cool when you walk into a record store and they have a lot of them and mm. they're all like up on the wall. Mm-hmm. I think Beat Street is pretty good about that. Downtown Vancouver. I think they've got a bunch of picture discs up on the wall. I had to bleep that. No, no free clout. They can pay. What? Yeah, they can pay for a sponsor. I love Beat Street. They're um, good. I feel like it's starting to come back, though, where I see a lot more picture discs now. I was at a, a London Drugs at a huge record. Oh, they can uh, pay. You, I got to bleep that. Oh, that's true. <laughs> no free clout. I was at a store, uh, a non-record store, and they had a huge record section. And there were a lot of picture discs. Like, they had Was that the one in uh, No. It was on the way, drugs. Chilliwack, on the I think, way. or something. Maybe. Mission? Uh, I don't know. It was on the way out. I, I was amazed at how many they had. Yeah, it was crazy. I sent them a picture. Yeah. And uh, they had a ton of picture discs. Of, One like, next door is, is listen, pretty this good, This isn't too. about where we're finding <laughs> London drugs, all right? <laughs> but there was a ton of uh, picture discs, uh, including Ziggy Stardust and all these other albums I'd never really seen picture discs of before. Oh, did you buy them? Because, um, again, you probably just want them for art. Absolutely not. I yeah. want an album that sounds good if I'm going to spend $40, you yeah. know? But uh, yeah, this was the only one I had that I could think of. I haven't actually, there's a lot of records I have that I've never listened to. So I have no idea if the pictures or not, but I assume not. And uh, this one very much is because it's in a clear clear cover, which we'll talk about later. But mm. why don't we just dive right into Wanted on Voyage by George Ezra. George Ezra. Uh, I got to scroll up to the top of my notes here, buying time. George Ezra. A name you may not know, but with a song you might have heard if you listened to the radio back in 2014, as a song, Budapest was a pretty big pop hit, and is pretty much a sole reason I have this album. Uh, Blame it on me is the only one I knew. Oh, really? Because that it's in like like Jeep commercials. Oh, uh, that's yeah. I don't have TV. Yeah, yeah like I, like when I before I moved here and I watched TV because I had an antenna. You, you hear Blame it on me on like multiple car commercials. Good for him. Yeah, this is uh, his debut album, which released in uh, 2014. And it was one of the first, it was, like, it was in that first kind of big chunk of purchases I did when I first got a record player. Again, because of the fact that you can see it's uh, it's a picture disc, which is cool. It had that song I liked. I was young. It was like, pop is cool. Uh, but even then, I probably listened to Side A and then never listened to more because I just put it on and then changed it to something else because mm-hmm. I bought a bunch at the same time. Yeah, side B is not great. 
we'll yeah, get to it's, that. It's fine. Yeah. But this is his first album, like I said, and he was around 20 years old when he released it, which is crazy. I was yeah. not doing anything at 20. And this like skyrocketed his career. It hit the top spot of the UK charts and it was the third best selling album of the year there too. It was pretty widely well received and after he soon uh, toured with Sam Smith and played with musicians like Leon Le Hava, showed it to her, Tom O'Dell, Hosier, and Robert Plant, which is again, pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, and it's called Wanted on Voyage because it's a because of Paddington Bear suitcase. Apparently, he loved Paddington Bear as a kid. And there's a sticker on it says. I, I read another story where he said he was called Wanted on Voyage because he went on a t- tour of Europe. Uh, uh, no, that's why Budapest is oh, was created. Okay. Yeah, this one had mad uh, Prozac vibes to me a couple times. The album, yeah, really? just in the sense just of a because few, the fact that he names places. A few songs are like <laughs> songs about girls named after places, kind of. Sure, and it's oh. a bit of a traveling album. That's sure. I don't know. That's it's not. Don't get me wrong. It does not sound like Prozac, yeah. but I thought it had like similar themes. Yeah, I, you know, ladies in different places. I understand what you mean. Yeah. I don't might not agree, but I understand sure. what you mean. Um, otherwise, I don't really have a whole lot of history with this album or backstory. It's I liked Budapest, Barcelona, and Breakaway at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all, all the B songs. I guess Blame It on Me is fine, uh, but. I don't know. I think I just listened to it in the last couple of years, uh, and it's been on my mind because of the fact that I was feeling nostalgic for that mid-2010 sound. Mm. It is pretty interesting. And, of course, he's got like a wood kid light voice. He's It's very deep, um, and he's just... Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, if they did a collab together, it'd be like, which one? Okay, that one's wood kid. We're going to get into that when we talk about Ploof's album. Are, well, oh, kid, two sure. rappers that sort of sound very similar. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Jimmy, what are your thoughts on this album? It's okay. It's, it's fine. Um, like I said, uh, the only one I, I knew was Blame It On Me. Um, Budapest is very infectious as well. Um, I think some of his songs are really good. Some of the songs are kind of samey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he he has a nice voice. Um, he pulled a Rick Astley on me, though. <laughs> so he's got like a voice that doesn't match his body. Um, in the sense that his voice is like he's like this l- little skinny guy, and he has like a really deep, like singing from his ankles kind of voice. Mm, yeah, yeah, he's a guy from Britain, just default British man. Yeah, and yeah, he sounds like a black guy. Yeah, yeah, just like 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 it, it had, no one told me what Rick Astley looked like. Uh, I thought he was a black dude. Mm. I feel like some of this uh, some of this album is almost like an alt universe Leon Bridges. Like if Leon Bridges went a little bit more. Western instead of soulful. Yeah, there's okay, a lot of similar that. sounds yeah, there. Sure, he took a lot of inspiration from uh, old blues and jazz, Bob and, Dylan, and country. Bob Dylan, uh, Lead Belly, yeah, as well. The Barcelona song, yeah, yeah it re- references a Bob Dylan song that mm-hmm. I thought yeah. was really cool. What do you think, Blue? I thought it was pretty good. It's a you know good modern like folk blues album that like almost leans past that into a bit of country sometimes. Yeah, um, he's got a great voice. Like even if some songs aren't amazing or stand out, the voice itself kind of carries it a little rich, bit. Rich, very rich. Uh, yeah, rich is a good way to put it. And um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought he sounded. I mean, it's funny because Yellow Days came out like 2017, 20, 2018, so he probably drew inspiration from George Ezra. But I thought he sounded a little bit like uh, Yellow Days does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, why don't we just uh, get right into it? We got a lot to go through. Let's give one last listen. I 
about evolution expert. Blame it on me. It's a solid start to the album. It's not bad. Not bad at all. The the repeated line is very infectious. There is something hard to pinpoint, but it feels a bit of the time. Uh, lots of pop music in the tens was this. It was this post Lumineers Mumford and Sons <laughs> craze. Yeah. So there's a lot of clapping. <laughs> yeah, it's super super positive and up tempo, <laughs> and it like feels very hollow. There's like finger snapping at some point yeah. too, I'm pretty sure. There's a heavy emphasis on the the acoustic guitar even though there's so much production like Yeah. It's like look, it's a campfire song, but we still have production and this is a big thing. It's like glamping, glamping. Yeah, song. it's a lot like glamping. Yeah. And I don't mind it since it's been so long since I've listened to this kind of style of music, but it feels like, you know, they're trying to capitalize on that trend of, yeah. you know, the, in the 2010s. You know, it's funny cuz Blame It On Me is used in a Jeep commercial and what are they doing? They're glamping yeah, <laughs> in their Jeep. Perfect. I kind of, I kind of thought he sounded like Channing Tatum at first. Um, his voice Channing really threw Tatum. me. I know it's a really weird comparison, but like I my just... name is Jeff Channing Tatum. <laughs> my name is Jeff. Leave <laughs> <laughs> it on me. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was a little bit repetitive, but I liked it, and um, I like. Uh, you can hear that finger snapping when they kind of pull away most of the instruments around like two minutes, and at the end. Yeah, it was okay. I like. I'm a sucker for those. And even later on in one of the songs is like and uh, claps and snaps and yeah. stomps or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, do yeah. all those things. <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me the clap, slap. But then they stop. don't really do those things. I was in gonna that say, song. I was saving it for that song. It's like they don't even do it. Jamie, what do you think? Uh, blame it on me is, is fine. It, it's like I said, the the repeated line, like blame it on. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. I can't do it. Today. Blame it on Kane. Blame it on Kane. Oh, the, the, <laughs> completely the, different the, song. The, uh, another British man. Um, it, wait, no, blame it on Kane, isn't that? No, that is that is Elvis Costello. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. then he says, "Blame it on me." Yeah. yeah. Um, it's fine. It's it's very infectious. It, I could understand why it has 253 million plays. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I actually didn't know he was that popular making this episode. Like, I'm still... Yeah. We were talking about it before when we were deciding the order. And Jamie's like, oh, yeah, he's got like a billion listens. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I had no idea. The music video for this one is pretty good. I, I um, Sometimes with the modern artists, I'll look at the music video mm-hmm. if it is offered. Um, and... Uh, I wrote down one of them because it was kind of interesting. Anyway, uh, number five, listen to the man. Yeah, we'll uh, that get to that one. That's a good music video. It's funny because I didn't watch any of these music videos, but then for my album and Tool, I watched several music <laughs> videos. Most of these aren't yeah. anything special. Uh, again, they're of the time. It's very light and summery. Sure. It's like walking through places. Um, we'll talk about the one that does stand out, and it's actually the one I listen to. Yeah, I watched some of his newer music videos but it was kind of whatever but up next is budapest the classic song about all these things he's never had but if he did he would give it away for you uh his story about how the song isn't actually about the city in hungary is more interesting than the entire song yeah he was supposed to go he was supposed to go and he was so hung over he didn't want to get on the train yep fair yeah he's like i wonder if it would have been cool <laughs> and i think that just started the thought of like these places he's never been and things he's never had and yet, spending time with you is better, even though spending time in bed sick was, I guess, better in the one, real life. It has 1.04 billion plays on it's Spotify a good song. alone. It's popular, yeah. It's all my playlist, and when it comes up, I don't skip it. No. Uh, my playlist is very big, though, so it doesn't come up often. I uh, I also wrote down that it is dangerously inoffensive. Mm-hmm. I it's mean, easy to play on guitar. Yep. It was made with the first three chords you ever learned. It's wonderful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's catchy. 
It's romantic in a sweet and sappy way. Yeah. And it toes a line of re- too repetitive, but I think it stays fun. But I think his voice is doing some heavy lifting. Like if he wasn't had didn't have such a unique voice, yeah. it probably would get boring pretty quick. Sure, but it's his yeah. champagne supernova. In the no, sky. that's a great song. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, yeah, I like the guitar. It's got more prominent clapping. I like the little like <laughs> ah in the bridge or whatever he does. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was Oof. pretty good. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> um, fun fact: in 2021, Billboard ranked this song number 12 in its list of 100 most successful songs Dang. in the charts history. Yeah. Which is wild. Sounds I mean, about right. A billion plays on Spotify. I can kind of believe it. I feel like that. He, that is earned that, $112. I feel like there's definitely more than 12 of those, though. Like, a Probably. billion's a lot. A billion's a lot, but oh, there's sure. definitely songs. Taylor Swift. With- uh, Taylor Swift would probably. I feel like the weekends also. Yeah, sure. Oh, but uh, I guess in 2014. Uh, well, I guess Drizzy himself, too. Even just a lot of bigger like rock bands from the 80s and mm-hmm. uh, 70s and stuff have like. If not a billion, like six hundred million. Yeah, so I'm very curious to know. Million. I didn't look it up, unfortunately. What how they determine that? If it's just like length on the charts or whatever, it's it's pretty cool though. Mm. Um, next is Casio. It's kind of a modern watch. Yep, he says that a lot. <laughs> it's about his watch. I like. Is that. it? Yeah, there's a lot of t- time and talk TikTok and stuff, and Casio. Yeah, uh, yeah Casio. Like it makes sense. Watch, it's just friend. it's written like a name. Yeah. So I thought it was about a girl. Um, it's no, both. I guess so. A girl who's that's a wristwatch. Kind of, that's like that's a lot of the songs. I feel like because it's the lyrics are uh, sneaky enough where it can be about a girl easily. It sounds mm-hmm. cute and romantic a lot of the time, but then yeah, it's got a hidden meaning or something. Yeah, most of the songs I, I like because of that it doesn't feel like yeah. this song's just written for anybody. Like they're clever enough where it's like, oh, that's really smart. Um, I like the style change as well. That it's like this kind of upbeat kind of country yep. song. Um, it's like a modern folk country song. Yeah. yeah. And the second verse at uh, minute 19 is really good. I like that he really yells it to get that emotion across. Like, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. it, he doesn't do that like at all in the whole album. And it kills me because it is so good. And it's just like randomly. He does the it second once, verse here. And that's, you know, better than some albums. It's true. Where they don't do it at all. So it's you, true. You know, I really, I really like the like twangy kind of rhythm guitar. Mm-hmm. It was fun. My only problem with the song is that the bridge is a pretty big vibe change. Where I'm like, why is it all of a sudden this like dreamy, yeah, random section, and then it just goes back to the final chorus and it ends? I was like, that was weird. You could, I would have just ended the song before the bridge, so it's just a short country folk song and ended. Yeah. But nah. it is what it is. It's a sleeper hit. Don't mind it. Mm. Thoughts, Jamie? No, it was fine. Um, I thought it was funny that there was so many. It's called Casio. There's so many lyrics about time. I did not click with me at no. all. I don't wear watches, but yeah, I know the brand Casio. But yeah, mm. that's funny. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, funny. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm next. Barcelona, one of my favorites. A song about George realizing that his love has left him to travel and probably isn't coming back. And she's probably with other dudes and doing other things. Yep. This is the one where I wrote, Man Truly Went for a Voyage. Is this another album about women around the world? Around the world. <laughs> Legally, around. we do have to say it like Daft Punk. <laughs> I wrote, it's uh, and I question, is it a classy folk album version of Prozac? <laughs> Honestly, I believe but, it. but I like the song. Barcelona was good. Like, it's yeah. a good song. You know, I'm, I'm more on board with your idea now. <laughs> it's also making me realize how good Hot Show is, and I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to re-rate it when we get to the end oh, of the Oh, it was great. Um, all but all, all this Bob is the, the Bob Dylan <laughs> inspired song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Boots Based of Spanish, on Boots Spanish yeah. yeah. It's a great song. Uh, I like the song, though. It's probably the one of the ones I've listened to the most over the years. I just like the vibe. His voice is nice. It's nice to not be dancing and up and going, just have something yeah. a little bit slower. 
Um, I, I thought it was nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good track. Most of the song is just the chorus. Yeah. So if you like the chorus, You're you sad. like that little like bit of sadness, yeah. a little bit of sorrow in your heart, this is great. <laughs> Not enough to make you sad. No. But enough to make you like pontificate. I kind of wrote that Ooh, on one of the tracks later. I wrote that. Uh, these are always <laughs> so smart. Most of the tracks are kind of sad, but they're never like depressing. Yeah. You know, so you can listen to it and like feel a little sad, but it's not like you're about to go cry or something because like, mm-hmm. oh no, he's going to kill himself. Yeah, it makes something. it it makes you kind of look inside a little bit. A little bit. And if you're happy, you can just feel warm. If you're sad, you get a little bit of sad. And That's pop, baby. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Up next is Listen to the Man. It's almost a country song. Uh, it's sort boring. Of. It's a little boring. I like the shaker in the background. But All right. Yeah. Here's the only interesting thing about this song. I don't like the shaker. You don't like the shaker? I'm a sucker for it's like because it has that train beat again. It's like, yeah. And you know I hate the you train do. Beat. I was wondering when uh, when I was listening to the album, I was like, Bell hates this stuff. Why yeah. did he pick this? It really plods along, and I'm just yeah. Don't like it. A few tracks do honestly. The uh, the video has it, Ian McKellen in it. Done, sir. Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. <laughs> it's weird though. He's got a weird vibe about him. I don't yeah. like that video. No. No, it's just like him lip syncing while George Ezra is trying to lip sync and like do the music video. And then he calls him like Jeff and says, I really like your song Bucharest. <laughs> <Which is kind laughs> <of funny. laughs> That's pretty funny. But I don't know. He's just like kind of dancing on the spot for like three and a half minutes. I'm like, this is a little weird. I like well, it. I also hate music videos where they stop the music and then it's like a skit. What about Weapon of, like weapon of Wep- Choice? I was just yeah, thinking of, of Weapon of so Choice. Yeah, <laughs> Weapon of Choice with um, Christopher, Walken. Christopher Walken. Yeah, Spoiler, I don't like it. Also, the YouTube. You don't ones. like Weapon of Choice? You don't like choice? Weapon of Choice? Not the time where they stop and do stuff. Oh, you could go with that. But the same thing happens in uh, one of the YouTube ones. I can't remember if I mentioned the episode. You one of the music videos, they, um, <laughs> they have everyone talking and doing stuff and the music's still playing. Oh, so I'm like, yeah. why is it at the same time? Yeah. Anytime where there's talking, if it's not just the music, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Poof, is it true that if you walk without rhythm, you won't attract the worm? You know it's true. Yeah. Christopher Walken told me it's or true. Or Kendrick Lamar. He does long intros to his music video of just other oh, stuff. I'm like, get to the song. I don't mind sometimes when there's like a little story being told. Like, uh, like Avalanches has one song called Since I Left You, and it's uh, it's like this little boy going to talk to some girl he's got a crush on or whatever. Uh, so it leads in with Avalanches like, is not going to make us like this idea. Uh, what about when Eminem burns the house down and, and forgot about Dre? Oh, yeah. Or when the car crashes off the bridge. See, like, there's some good... Oh, that's it can be good. It can be good, but it's rare. You know what else can be good? Leaving it up to you. No, that's just okay. Stomps and, cli- stomps yeah. and clicks and one. claps, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like this one. It's like, it's about meeting up with your ex-girlfriend for drinks and having fun as friends. Until her new boyfriend shows up and he kind of sucks. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he has no personality, but he's rich. Yeah. yeah. And he has a good job. I like it. It's charming. It's, I think it's a fun idea to be like, I can still be with this person I f- felt for and felt comfortable with. And it's just like old days without. I don't feel like there's any romance in these lyrics. Maybe I'm wrong, but it comes off as platonic and I appreciate that. I couldn't tell if the like four high notes over the verses, uh, if that's guitar or keyboard, but I think they're neat. And I think that they, uh, they're they nice and prominent and they kind of like keep the whole track going or grounded a little bit compared to the rest of it. Um, of course, it's really simple, but I like the vocoder bit. Yeah, I like the way they speed up. It's like, leaving it up to you. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh, they say it really fast. I like that. Uh, it's just catchy. I like it. Yeah. And, Did you hear the rain? I, it starts know, all bluesy. Long solo vocal intro. I like it. Uh, it's not on all versions. Oh really? The so- the vocal intro? Yeah. Is it I don't, on yours? I believe so. 
Spoiler alert, Final Murder. It's been a while since I uh, I listened to this album. Oh, I listened to some of it, obviously, uh, earlier, but not the whole thing. It's been. A I while. do believe that this does have the the long intro. Mm. It's got really good guitar around like a minute thirty once it starts. Once it, once it like really gets going after that solo mm. intro. And this is the start of Side B, by the way. And this mm-hmm. was the debut single, I think. Was it? I think so. I, I think Jamie, I read that. You're the single man. Yeah, you're the single guy. All the single Thanks, ladies. Guys. Well, you just you always mention the singles. You, that's your thing. Oh, I thought you were. Making I would you never joke. take. Yeah. I would oh. never take that from you, Jamie. You're the single man. Um, all the single ladies. All the single. Yeah, it's the lead single. Yeah, yeah. Wild. So it was a, it was I thought really, it was a weird it was choice before the record came out. Yeah. So this record came out Doesn't in 2014. This record came out. In, or sorry, this single came out in 2013. The end of November. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, actually, he went to a lot of. Competitions like he was on BBC's like song one oh, yeah. things, and I wonder the if this voice. was one of the songs that got him popular. Was again, it, this really showcases his voice and mm-hmm. just how deep it is and soulful it can be. But it's odd because there aren't a whole lot of soul songs on this album. I yeah, you know, I actually don't like this one that much. Like, his, I do like his voice on it, but I don't. Um, I'd probably cut at least half the intro, and yeah. I don't know the lyrics on this yeah, one. I'm long. just not super like interested. And yeah. And then that twangy guitar thing, that's like, that was cool. I thought the twangy guitar yeah. part around. A I do like the rest was... of it. I kind of like the Western theme. I don't listen to a ton, though. So this, it feels pretty cinematic. Um, I like that it's darker. It's Western movie like. Maybe not sure. Western music like, but Western movie like. Western like. I just hate how he pronounces Lucifer as Lucifer. Oh, that's what he no, was I trying like to say. Lucifer's yeah. coming. I'm like, okay. There's another part. Uh, it's I don't like the way the woo woo noise he makes right after saying uh, "Oh, the rain." I don't mm. know. There's something about the inflection or tone that he does it in the first time. No, I'm not really. Big oh yeah, he's like ooh. Yeah, and it's ooh. I like high notes. I actually really like them, but uh, he, he just I don't know if he misses it or something there. But I don't like the way he. Oh, just because his high is not that high. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe that's it. I hadn't thought of that. He's got such a deep voice. When he goes low, he goes lower. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then up next is Drawing Board, a song about George trying to kill his lover, but failing and keep having to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, We've all been there, right, fellas? <laughs> Am I right, Am ladies? I right? <laughs> yeah, it's a fun song. I feel like it's missing something, though. Mm. I think maybe it needs a longer chorus, because the chorus is like four seconds. It's very quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's um, a little abrupt. I don't know. I, yeah. I thought the guitar effects really stood out because the rest of it just sounds super clean. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And uh, I don't know. He doesn't push very hard. Like, mm-hmm. this song's about wanting to kill someone, but it doesn't, like, get emotional to be like, this is my anger or my hurt. Nope. It's just like him singing about trying to drown somebody or trying to, you know, put snakes in their pillowcase and stuff. And it's like, okay. I do like the Sweeney Todd reference in the last verse, though. Mm-hmm. Tells, her, tells her to go see a, a, him for a haircut. Yo. It's like, very clever. Sweeney Todd, Demon Barber of Fleet Street. British. <laughs> he also There's also a weird little MIDI outro. Does not fit the song or the album. Don't know why it's here. Yeah. Bossa Nova. That's, uh, that's part of the title. Maybe that's that's why. Mm. I don't know. Mm. After that is stand by your gun. Keep working towards your dreams. Don't be persuaded away from your goals. It's the least interesting song on this entire. It album. is so milk toast. Yeah. This is a song that could have been for anybody. I don't know why it's on this. It, album. it also has the. Oh no! It does not have the least amount of plays on this album. What does? Over the creek. Yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, this one. 
feels like a pop song for any pop rock band. It did not have to be on this album. It should have gone to someone else. I thought it sounded almost Sounds... like smooth jazz at times. Ooh. That's what it reminded me Interesting. of. Yeah. yeah and, and and smooth jazz very much fits all the things you guys just said. I like a good smooth jazz, but it's a background kind of music. Smooth jazz. I, I like the the outro verse though, where he sure. kinda like spoons over it. I was like, Oh, this is what it should have been. It's just like this sing songy back and forth along with this kind yeah. of floaty music, but I don't I don't think the rest of it really fits. Yeah, I actually really like most of his vocalizing on uh mm-hmm. on Stand By Your Gun. Mm-hmm. I'm next breakaway. The plotting beat is back again. This is probably my favorite song of the album, though. What? Really? Yeah, but I it's think got so. the, okay. It's a great heartbreak song. Uh, there's lots of good imagery in the choruses, like how your ex is a demolition expert and tearing you down, and yeah, how you know, even though sometimes you do need to be taken down a peg, he'll be there to support you when things get too bad. Uh, and I think what it really is the 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 repetition of Breakaway in that chorus where it's like a work song. Yeah. I hate that. The gang so much. vocals actually work for me in this one. Oh, I hate I, it so I, okay, much. Okay, so I said that it starts off sort of bland, and then around three minutes it gets around a little bit more expansive, mm. and that part is really good. Yes, that end section. It's like a last minute, minute and a half. I also do quite enjoy where it's again Dang. just like this. If you're interested in other things called Breakaway, Art Garfunkel has a song and an album called well, like Breakaway. Fart Garfunkel. Am I oh, right? Oh, <laughs> got him. Uh, I, why don't you like it? I don't know. I thought the chorus was way too long. It's just Breakaway 16 times. Yeah, well, that's like, it's like I, an outro. Uh, much, yeah. And then it repeats in the background for the end of the song as oh, well. I love that. It's like five minutes long. I didn't. I thought that it could have been like four minutes long at least. It does feel kind of like a live version. Like you would do that when you have a crowd. You'd yeah, sure. That yeah, and you would sing sure. over it. Totally. Because um, then you got them singing along, and yeah. it's in, it's interesting. But like, especially because I'm not like you know, this is pretty much the first or second time I've heard this album when I wrote my notes. Um, I'm not a giant fan, and I'm yeah. not. Like I don't know all the words, so when he gets to the the chorus, I'm spoiler just like, alert: it's breakaway. It's break- That's all the words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I just don't like it that much. It's okay. I can understand. Yeah. It does go on for a minute and a half, literally, of just that final yeah. verse where it's repeated. Uh, just for me, because I like it. I'm like, cool, a minute and a half of this. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I totally understand that. Next song, apparently the least listened to on the album, "Over the Creek." I get it. I'm not interested in this one either. Yeah. I thought this, by this point, while he changes the lyrics a lot, they always sound, just maybe because it's the way he's singing it, but they always sound a little cute. Yeah, Um, I agree. And it doesn't really, like, by this point, I was kind of tired of that. I agree. Um, I agree with everything. This one's like, we could be doing things together, but we didn't end up together. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah. That's not even a really fun concept to want to listen to. Yeah. Because he didn't take it as like, I'm so sad about this. Yeah, he didn't take it as an "I'm so happy about this." It's just like here's facts of things we could be doing, but are yeah. not. I like, like okay. I like some of the solo vocals, mm-hmm. uh, and I like that really light synth or something uh, near, right near the end. I mm-hmm. Thought that was a good touch, but yeah, otherwise I'm I'm not surprised this has the least plays. Yeah, it's bland. It's over yeah. four minutes long, or it is four minutes long. Yeah. So it overstays its welcome. I'd rather listen to the smooth jazz song. Yeah, no thoughts, just filler. Yeah. This is just filler. And then the final song, Spectacular Rival. Another I've, dark song, which I've is heard, a weird one to end the album on. I've heard this before, I think. Really? Is it like on a commercial or something? I don't no, know, but I, I feel know. like I've heard I it somewhere. Yeah, I Built Ford tough. <laughs> He's got Jeep and Ford under his belt. Uh, this is the one that kind of sounds like the the end by the doors sometimes. 
Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of drags out at the end. Um, it definitely drags out. I really, yeah, I really prefer when this guy sticks to songs closer to like three or three and a half minutes. Mm. Yes. Um, and then the note at the end almost sounds like a didgeridoo, which is kind of cool. A didgeridoo. Yeah. Um, it's a didgeridoo for me. It uh, there's only one other kind of darker song, and it was quite a bit earlier. So I'm like, I don't know, mm. I don't know why you would end it on this, but it doesn't add a tongue to kind of like over the creek. So you may as well just cut these two and end it on breakaway with the gang vocals. Yeah, have that, that would have that fade out. If and that then it's over, if that was the end of the album, I wouldn't hate it nearly as much. Hundred percent. I yeah. I said that uh, as much as I'd like that latter half of breakaway. I I said that the song should or the, the album should have ended in drawing board. Okay, oh, interesting. Sure. Yeah, if we just lost the last four, I wouldn't. Well, I would. I wouldn't have changed my rating. Any you know more. what? For me, it didn't even end here because I listened to song six. Oh uh, yes, let's talk about that briefly. You must have been real tired by the. Oh my lord, I was so tired, you guys. Uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for when the singer sounds like they're coming from the radio or like a recording within a recording. No, yeah. but the intro doesn't fit the rest of the song. They just like could have been an interlude. But I thought. Oh, it was you cool. mean like he does a "Wish You Were Here" kind of thing? Uh, kind of, but at least with "Wish You Were Here," you kind of keep that crackly yeah. in the background the yeah, whole time. Yeah, this is just like it has a completely it, separate mini little yeah. song oh, okay. that's like I, forty I, seconds long. Could have just the for the listener at home. I didn't. I, I did my due diligence and looked up how many tracks from this. So yeah. yeah, I didn't review this either. Write notes, but I love this song. It's my vinyl verdict that you should listen to it instead of a lot of the songs on this album. I just think it is a good mixture of a lot of the things yeah. that come of up Of the Boni tracks, Blind Man in Amsterdam has the most listens at over 18 million. I yeah. have not listened to any of their bonus tracks other than Song 6. Yeah, Blind Man in Amsterdam, short and sweet. It's a nice little folk country song, fades out, but it, I thought it ended the album, so I was okay with a fade out <laughs> for the end of the <laughs> album. Uh, da Vinci, Riot Police was kind of a weird intro. I don't dislike it. I just didn't know if it fits. And then it's just my skin. Uh, he's a good singer, but this one didn't really do it for me. I got kind of bored, and it's pretty slow with little or subdued instrumentation. But mm-hmm. I understand why it's not on the normal album, so that's fine. Yeah, it sounds like Blind Man and Song Six should replace Over the Creek and Spectacular Rival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the record itself. So the record itself is a picture disc. It is just the album cover. So the front has uh, George Ezra standing in a group of odd folks, just talking, laughing. Standing, if you look at the dancing. the covers for each of the singles, he's wearing a different costume in the same crowd. Uh, this one, he's just wearing a red shirt in the front, and then he's not on the back. It's just more people in the crowd. Um, it sounds fine. It does not sound actively bad, which is good for a picture disc, but does not sound overly good. It says George Ezra wanted on Voyage on the plastic cover. Voyage-y. On the back is the uh, track listings, which is nice. I think it looks cool. It's a cool album cover, just with like someone sitting in a crowd and... He's the only one looking in the camera. Yeah. Um, it's nothing special. Like, does that evoke anything in you to, to hear that? No. But it, yeah, it it's, make- a, it's a cool picture. I think it looks good on the, the record. Like the print quality is high. And it doesn't sound dreadful, which is it's nice. It's got one of those thick plastic sleeves on it, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I paid. I found my receipt for it. Go on. $23. Yo, that's reasonable. That's fine. Yeah. Definitely worth that much to me. I wish I didn't get the picture disc version, but... I think even if it even with it being a picture disc version, I'm happy to have it. I think it's pretty darn decent. What's it worth today? Oh, it's worth thirty five dollars today. Hey, Stonks. that's a, that's it. Probably buy this. Send me a email. <laughs> Highest it ever sold for was sixty six dollars. Uh. Wow, I held on too long. Paper hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamie, what's your rental verdict? 
it, like I said, it, it is a fine album. Um, it is eminently listenable. It is a radio-friendly album. Um, I think it's fine. Um, I would never actively like listen to it on my own uh, had I not been prompted to. But I think he, he's a good performer, so I, I, I can't fault him for that. Um, I think it's probably like a 9 out of 13. Yeah, it's a pretty strong album. Yeah. yeah. I'll go next because I just saw my note and I got a little excited. After we talked about Prozac, oh. I was like, oh, did I put this above Prozac? Where did oh, I put this? Ballers, right. um, it reminds me, this album reminds me a lot of being in my early 20s, enjoying the era of everything is cool, pop music. And there, though there are a few songs that don't really do a whole lot for me, I think George Ezra's voice is super unique and used in a variety of interesting ways across the runtime of this album. I'm going to put it in the 12th spot below Hot Show by Prozac <laughs> and above Fushu Mang by Smash Mouth. Sure. It's funny because I was like, these are both kind of this just really light poppy with like one or two downer songs. So in my head, I was like comparing them. And I was still like, yeah, no, I prefer Prozac's really goofy, yeah. happy uh, Hot Show music. Hot really good. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm glad to see I put it right below that. If you like this album, listen to the song Song 6 from the Deluxe version uh, and listen to The Beautiful Dream from his second album, Staying at Tamara's. Both wow. are A++. He is actually, uh, I was saying earlier, stayed very popular. Like his, he's got his next album was really popular. Sure. The one that re- came out recently is also very popular. Good for him. Yeah. Ploof, what's your final verdict? Uh, you know, I liked it. Overall, I think uh, George Ezra, Ezra is a really strong singer, and it sounds like he's drawn inspiration from some really talented artists. Um, some instrumentation could have been a little more interesting. I definitely preferred the first half of the album um, with a more clapping and stuff in the first few tracks, but it's nice and relaxing. Even the sadder songs, like I said before, they're not super depressing, which can be nice uh, when you don't when you don't feel like listening and feeling super down. Uh, I thought it was like an eight out of ten, um, nice. but I think that if his voice wasn't so great, it'd be at least a full point lower. Oh, 100 percent, at least. Mm. There are a couple of songs where I'm like, "This is only good because he's uh, yeah sounds good. It's carried Absolutely. by his good voice. Yeah. yeah, good for him. Good for him for having good voice. <laughs> Up next, ploof, is... bad voice. Ploof. What a coincidence. Tell wow. me about your bad voice. Uh, you know, it's great. I uh, <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, though. Um, yeah, I picked Hail Mary, Mal and Bestiary. Uh, <laughs> so the band is Hey, Mary, no. Hail, Hail, Hail Mary, Mary, Mary Malin. Mary, Mary, so it makes Hail, more sense. Their, their first album is like, Are You Gonna Eat That? And uh, Mary Malin, I'm pretty sure, was a lady who like poisoned people with uh, soup um, a long time ago. You eat that? And um, the first album cover is like, Mary Mallon handing out soup um, and like a bunch of bums eating soup because she did, she well, gave it bums? she gave it away she gave it away at soup kitchens and doesn't make them bums. Well, I don't know. That's it's a term. <laughs> I'm houseless, <laughs> um, <laughs> unhomed. <laughs> this is uh, it's a common it's a duo. It's Aesop Rock and uh, Rob Sonic, um, and they they do some hip hop tracks together. Um, I can't believe you made us listen to another Aesop Rock. It's Thank the you. it's the only picture disc I own mm-hmm. oh, because cool. well, it looks fair. really cool, and we'll get into that at the end. Yeah, um, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I actually yeah. prefer their first album, um, especially because well, there's a couple strong uh, stronger songs on this one, but the problem is, you guys probably noticed there's a bunch of skits. And there's this like sub story of them saving the bowling alley or something. Oh, I get duped. Yeah. I get duped about oh I got all the way to the end of the album. Well, listen, I felt no like spoilers, I got robbed. No spoilers. Yeah. So the whole the whole thing is kind of like a hype album uh for these guys. And uh, most of the songs are pretty much about that. They're either about like weird characters or um just hyping up themselves and uh 
yeah, I don't know. I like it. If you if you like that kind of like Aesop Rocky hip hop, then you'll like it. If you don't, then you probably won't. You can't say Aesop Rocky because there's a literal artist uh, Aesop Rocky. I was like, I know, what? and it came out How's after like Aesop Rocky, Aesop, Aesop, Rock ish. Yeah. There you go, yeah. Aesop Rock ish. Uh, last year, Aesop Rock's Impossible Kid ended up being ranked twenty out of forty six for me. So I was curious to see if this would rank any higher. It did not. Uh, I'm surprised that it did twenty out of forty six. To be honest, me too. I thought you'd lo- rank it lower. Me too. Because uh, that was a long album, too. Yeah. Uh, this one will probably end up being somewhere similar. Sure. Like it's in that, like, it's fine. I would, it's at, like, the border of, like, maybe I would listen to this and maybe I wouldn't at 20 out of 46. Yeah. Um, but all the issues I had with Impossible Kid are still here. The songs sure. are long. The lyrics are impossible to par- parse. Mm-hmm. And the beats are cool, which isn't necessarily a problem, but a lot of the sounds songs sound very similar. So I get tired of what I'm hearing because I've already heard it. Yeah, they're all produced by this either. one. Mo- it's the tabling. Every like song it? is like every, yeah. every single song, the entire thing. I'm oh. like, I get it. I love turntabling. Oh, it's too much. I love turntabling. They're all produced by uh, mostly Aesop, with a few being done by Rob near the near the end of the album. I think. Yeah, you, you, more Rob, you, I guess. you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like how everything is just kind of different. It's almost, uh, especially with this the intro that you get. Where uh, she's like, hurt feelings are bound to happen, so just bliss out and fantasize about rainbows. Um, I kind of get that this whole thing is like a stream of consciousness, so I like putting it on in the background, and then suddenly my ears perk up when I hear some like really cool verse or something like that, and it just kind of pulls me back into it. Um, so I don't. Take... Yeah, this would be good cruising music. Oh, it's fantastic! It really is. Going for a cruise, sure. Especially, especially a couple hype tracks like Jonathan or um, <laughs> or Wales is great, but. Um, yeah, Jonathan's intro. Uh, we'll get to the songs. Yeah, later. we'll get to later. them later. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I fully agree. A lot of them are really hard to parse. Some of them not so much. But if you try to, you can like go and look up a bunch of uh, like this song explained. And there's these so many like super long write ups into into it. But it's, it's got the thing like is it Mars Volta where it's just like or or the friggin' uh, Flaming Lips album we did. Where, I, like, I feel like you're trying to seem like you're saying something. And nothing is actually being said here. Sure. Sometimes there's definitely times where I'm like, that was just a really cool line they thought of, and it might describe a certain image or a certain scene or something, but it ne- doesn't necessarily fit the song. Um, yeah, once or twice because I, I gave up trying to read the lyrics. Oh yeah. Once or twice went to Genius to be like, what did that mean? And there's just nothing. I was like, oh yeah, there's nothing on Genius. It doesn't mean anything. There's nothing on Genius. No, you have to. There's a good amount on Genius. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This I album couldn't... is like fairly reasonably like. Yeah, yeah. most of the songs have at least. A chunk, like a big oh, chunk of the song. I think I tried once or twice, and then I couldn't find anything, so I started certainly like adding nothing. Reddit to but, my but search it's or all, whatever. It's all like people's interpretations of yes. the songs. Yeah, but I kind of like that. Um, I like, I don't know, like poetry and uh, Shakespeare and stuff where you have to stop and think about it and interpret it in your own way. Um, so I enjoy that kind of stuff, and then especially because unlike Aesop's typical albums which are like very personal or whatever this is just kind of fun and hype um and so it's just a lot of like really cool imagery thrown thrown at you sometimes uh so yeah i enjoyed it i think the first album's better but what do you think, Jamie? um i i understand that this is the only one that put phones but the last year um asap rock's album was somewhat drudgerous to get through um for for me i just don't i don't (laughs) resonate with the way he raps and then having another rapper on i I said this before to with you guys but having another rapper on the album that sort of sounds like 
the way he raps. Yeah. It didn't didn't help. It, it didn't hurt. It's just, but it was hard to kind of tell for me from when he was rapping and Rob Sonic was rapping. Really? Yeah, there was sometimes. a couple times where I was like, oh, okay. Oh, well, I think they sound pretty distinct, but that's, that's me, I guess. Well, I've you, also heard the album. Yeah, you've heard you listen to yeah. ASAP Rock. You've listened to a lot that's of it. True. As a person who hasn't listened to a that's lot. That's true. Um, you know, I, I had a, a somewhat of a hard time getting through the album. Uh, I think it took me like the better part of the week to listen to the whole thing. Um, cause I couldn't listen to it in, in multiple chunks. Um, but it's, it's okay. There's, there's some songs on here that are fine. Um, the way they rap is, is fine. It's just not for me. Um, beats are okay. I like the skits. I thought the skits were kind of funny. They're not bad. Um, it's just that same kind of thing where like, I want to listen to this song, but then I don't want to listen to the skit at the start yeah. or at the end. It's hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It didn't. It didn't bother me, but yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. As a, I, I, I'm only ever going to listen to this album once. Sure. So yeah. And you know what? The we listener's going to listen to it once too. One last. Time. Medicine chest temper like a townie come untethered to a busker with a 20 minute down east of Alexa cover. I didn't start the fire, but I plan to dance around it naked with peggings, leggings, and can't flee. Old Tanooki suit, bang a board say, gold bazooka suit, eerie audio. Don't go in the light, here's Bobby go. Platinum Affiton, Lily Magnum, silly rabbit dumb, trick the pinky ring, campus pack a gun, a castle full of cars, and a yard full of yachts. A leopard with a mink and an arm full of clocks, all hand wound every day by a spot. Fundraising concert to save the bowling alley. Listen, we're not, it doesn't start with that, all right? <laughs> it starts with an absolutely fire intro. I know. <laughs> I don't like the little are... chatting or whatever, but that when that beat comes in, fire. You don't like the hurt feelings are bound to happen, so... No. Oh, I like the do-do-do-do-do that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fire. It's good. I, that one is really good. So, so good. So the first time I saw this, they actually have this weird stream um, where it's just a dude going into a pizza parlor. He buys a bunch of pizza, and then he goes and plays Donkey Kong for like a half hour. And that's they, they stream the whole album over this. I mean, they it's, it's streamed years ago, but it, I, it was just a video. Um, but it starts with that, and it got me super hyped, and I've ever kind of liked it ever since. But... uh this music video is super weird for Jonathan specifically. It's a bunch of people playing poker or something like playing poker against the devil, playing poker against this guy. I don't know. It's just kind of, kind of neat, but um, yeah, it's good. They're going to lose the bowling alley. Poof. They are going to lose the bowling alley. <laughs> We're skipping alley. right to the end. There's no yeah. thoughts on the middle of the song. <laughs> uh, I thought the, there was a really good, we didn't start the fire reference in the first verse. <laughs> oh yeah. Is there? Yeah. Um, I like. I really like the Say back less. and forth yeah. between them, <laughs> um, and I, I really like the descriptive imagery. I don't always know the meaning of it, but like, like uh, for example, I get the reference to the shining near the end, um, but I don't really get why it's there. Or I like how, uh, but I like how even though even when I don't get part of it, I still like the image that it conjures in my mind. Um, I think they flow back and forth pretty well, but I can see how you think that they sound pretty similar. Yeah, like. Radical brats compare teeth on the promenade. Yeah. It sounds fun to say. What does that mean? It's about uh, kids playing video games, I'm pretty sure. Because, uh, what's the whole lyric? So here's the things. I got to have the lyrics up in front of me to like stop and... Because uh, the, the second line, yeah. Radical bra- brats compare teeth on the promenade. Something, something. That's, I'm pretty sure there's Man's a video... friend, tragedy prone. So it's like... Oh. No, maybe it's the line before that. I'm pretty sure it's a, there's like a Call of Duty reference or something like that. And so it's about video games, I'm pretty sure. So I always, I think of kids playing games online. 
Maybe. No one knows. But yeah, it does end in a <laughs> skit. Yeah, and uh, I don't like skits. But they did go, fundraiser concert. And so it gets a pass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Deeper in the polygons. Radical brats compare teeth on the promenade. Polygons are in games. Talking about polygons are in games. Yeah, polygons are game You can't see me. My glasses just flew yeah. off my face. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, I mean, sure, those lines are next to each other. Yeah, yeah. Polygons are in games. I will give you that. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I completely understand. The like, song I, is good though. Oh yeah, it's great. Porygon is my favorite. Po- oh uh, really? That's the one you choose? Um, okay. Porygon is a good fake polygon news <laughs> website. <laughs> Where they make Is fake it? gaming news pretending to be Polygon. Really? Yeah, that's funny. Uh, but no, I actually like the song. I think I added it to a playlist because like, that's a fire cool. intro. But oh, I'll, yeah. I'll have the skit at the end every time. How many playlists do you have? Like I do one every month. You do one every month? And then I have a month. favorites playlist. Dang. That has like 14,000 songs. Like it's every song I've ever just enjoyed. Wow. But then I have like Rainy Days. I have Summer Jams. I have Headbangers. I used to make a I lot of playlists. I don't, I don't anymore because I've lost my music library a few times. But, uh, yeah. I have a lot of playlists. And then at the end of the year, I combine all the monthly ones into a year one. That's cool. Cool. Why not, right? All right. It's uh, Krill, even. Up next, Krill. I, really... I like the speed in this one. The dark Starts beat. off like in the, in the club. Yeah. By 50, really? 50 Cent. I mean, sure, it's got like a kick drum. No, no, no. The, the, the lyrics start off. Like oh, it. and the go, go, go. Okay, oh, the okay. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I was like, how is it like... Duh, duh, <laughs> duh, they start duh. off like the... the go, 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 go. Yeah, go, I can hear that now. It's your book. There. I like the chorus a lot. Um, the song to me is kind of like a mix of pirates and failure and people turning... The beat uh, is uh, very good. On yeah, it's uh, almost yeah. got some Uvoid synthesizer, Machine Girl, Ooh. in it, uh, with that like kind of droney synth, yeah. uh, kind of like high pitched one. Yeah, uh, the instrumental break is catchy. If it's from a song, I want to listen to it. I don't know where it came from. I don't know. Uh, and then Aesop's second verse has such a good beat to it, and I like how they both play with the pacing of their their mm. rapping a bit in it. Yeah, um, I would definitely listen to this one again. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I like I said before, I just I think that they flow really well together. This is their second album being made together. So I think at this kind of point they've kind of like perfected working off of each other. Um That's why they never made another album again. No, they're done. That's it. Just him and him and Rob just made two albums, I think. Um but yeah, I, I really like the whole like bottom of society and food chain kind of like swim with the krill kind of uh, message there. But like the uh, reference to Rick Moranis. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least turn back into Rick Moranis. <laughs> I don't understand what that meant. I, I didn't like, either. Say I don't, Rick Moranis to say it. I don't. That's I know. why I'm like, I don't understand I if this makes sense or not. I fully, I fully agree. There's like, don't get me wrong. There's, they've probably got some weird, deep meaning that they know, but I don't. And I feel like if you're writing this many lyrics because your songs are eight minutes long for some reason and this jam packed, you must just be like out of things to say and you're just saying words. <laughs> He's like, I should get Rick Moranis in a song. And she's like on a list. And he just starts checking them off. Man. Like, there's no way. Some Maybe he did. Sense. Sticking you to, with duct tape like I'm red green. There you go. Thanks. Jamie, they call him Little James. <laughs> Little James. Little Jam. Uh, uh, used cars. Yeah, I really like the funky bass line in the back. I did track. not like this beat. You didn't? The slower pace, I don't think, worked. And the tabling is solid, I guess. Sure. But uh, I'll end up getting tired of it. And again, I, I note, I don't get the references. Uh, and the slower beat lets me hear them. So I'm like more conscious about the fact I don't understand. The only thing I picked up in the lyrics is that there's a reference to 99 problems. Yes. Yeah. I like it. gets interrupted. Yeah. 
I liked uh, one of the lines really puts a good image in my head. It's um, the heavy metal trench on the bench of his home gym because it's like he pumps iron so much that the barbell has made a little trench in the in the bench. No, okay, whatever. I, That's I, fine. I thought that was. I I didn't tell you to stop. I thought uh, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. It's like I said. I like to just <laughs> bliss out and fantasize a lot. This guy's blissing out, man. <laughs> blissing out all the time. <laughs> you kids want to bliss out? I like the oh shoot part. Sounds like something they would say in cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. You want to bliss out? Yeah. You got on the bliss lately? I wish I was on the bliss. Uh, then we get Dollywood. Um, I'm in Dollywood. It's a great theme park. I like this. It's got that weird pacing. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, and they stick to it the entire time, and somehow I don't get tired of it, because mm-hmm. it's just so unique that I'm like, my head starts kind of... Nodding along because yep. it's the same pace yep. the entire time. Yeah, it kind of feels like you're walking somewhere. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like your head's bobbing. Yeah, it's set to six eight instead of four four. Thank you, genius, for this. I don't know what fact. six eight time is, but I agree. Yeah, that's good. Just six beats. I like oh. to. I like the part. <laughs> I like the chorus. Is like happy to be on the food chain at all when they kind of go back and forth with that. Burner, 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 burner. They meant they fun. mentioned uh, the Muppets take Manhattan, which is a great movie. Yeah. They also mentioned the Tanuki suit. From yeah, yeah, Super Mario Bros. Yeah. Three, mm-hmm. or is that two? I think it's three. I want to say three, Tanuki yeah. three, suit yeah. is three. Um, two is the weird dream one that no one likes. Yeah. This one uh, doesn't have a full video, just like a fifteen-second animation. Some of these had. Um, this one's not my favorite. I don't. I don't really get it. I don't really what go get what they're talking about. And then it's got a skit at the end. Yeah, I also don't long. understand what Ollie on a dime. Dollywood uh, elite means yeah no, no yeah idea. yeah no idea. this this is one of the ones that i have like the most hard time kind of parsing and figuring out it's short which is nice yep it ends on a skit which is a bummer because i hate songs that ends in skits but it fundraising, does end with fundraising fundraiser concert. concert so it gets a little bit of a pass there <laughs> i'm glad you i'm glad you guys like that because i always love those the little like i don't know it's fun it's they're just having fun on this album up next is the soup Oh, yeah. This is just kind of more bragging and just like Freaking talking about table, their lives. Man. I can't stand it already. <laughs> oh, I love it. My note is they're starting to wear a tabling already, which is too bad. <laughs> I wrote uh, a note about Plufine here, but I can't remember why. It says, is it? you don't have to be a Chad to do whippets. Ask Ploof. <laughs> I've never done whippets. I'm pretty open about like <laughs> my past. I've never I forgot, done. I forgot that was. That I've song. never done whippets. Uh, but yeah, that's a line in here. Um I wrote like the synth in the background and then, no. the, and then the funky bass line. You don't like no, that? No, it happens every 10 seconds, but it lasts five seconds. So it's pretty much constantly doing that falling synth. Yeah. The entire song. No, oh, I I'm love not it. into that either. I it's love it. so often because it's just like enough to catch my attention. Yeah. Like, oh. I, I don't know if you caught this, but this came out in the same year as Wandered on Voyage. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's 2014. We didn't do an intro. Right? If you want to know about ASAP Rock, check out that episode from last year. Yeah. Uh, but 2014, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't like talk about them much because we already kind of covered also, them before. That falling synth, I'm not done complaining about it. Is only it's balanced to the left side. So like, oh, I didn't I notice kept, that. That's yeah. what kept it's catching hard, my attention. I was like, God, yeah. it's hard panned to the one side. Yeah. No, it's hard balanced. It's hard off balance. balance. It's off balance. Uh, so I kept. It was like, do 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 do, do do do. Yeah. I was like, can you do it again? Listen to the song. You'll hear it. You'll know my pain. Yeah. Well. Then we get 4 a.m. And you know, I consider myself a daredevil. I too consider myself a daredevil. <laughs> uh, this is probably one of my favorites. I really like the backing track. It kind of sounds like video game music in a spooky cave specifically. I like that it starts off all chopped and screwed. Oh, yeah. I don't like this. I don't like this 4 like a.m. sample. Uh, the tabling is solid, but again, it's come up so often that it's not special anymore. It's fine, but it's not very memorable. 
That's, um, that's okay. I, I think like this it. song's about a guy doing drugs in his dingy ass apartment. It's about someone who's up at four a.m. living a rough life, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's watching Antiques Roadshow though. <laughs> hey, I've been up late watching <laughs> Antiques Roadshow. Um, then we get Hang Ten. I really like the sample at the start. Yeah, me too. Uh, I like the beat on this one. Yeah, I had my head bobbing. Yeah, this one seems to be about like some loner who has adventures. Uh, it's got more really cool imagery. Like... I've never heard about tying tin cans to cats. So that sounds very mean. It does. Yeah, that sounds very mean. Yeah. I looked it up. I was like, what does that mean? Yeah, it's like yeah, you would literally tie cans to cats they and then watch them run away themselves. and yeah. they'd spook. Yep. Uh, I like the taking a selfie with a selkie line. Um, What's a selkie? A selkie is. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a Celtic water horse, basically. Um, yeah, it's a mythical creature. Huh. Yeah, and, like and then it references the Zoot Suit Riot. Yeah, yeah. It's a terrible song. <laughs> I just like when they're describing people, like Rendisky Beach Bum with the broken Oakleys. Um, I like the chorus. I think I actually like Rob more on this one, actually. Mm. Uh, but my favorite line is at the end when uh, Aesop's looking for a new apartment, something spooky with a garden. Pardon. Well, it ends with a skit. It does so end with a skit. That's annoying, but yeah. it ends with fundraiser concert. So again, I'll give it a little bit of a pass. It's a little bit of a pass. <laughs> this is also where the album splits, I think. I'm pretty sure the second side starts with Wales, but I'll have to double check. I got to say, good, because Wales rocks. Wh- Wales is amazing. Yeah, it's Wales the best song good. since Kirby, for sure. I don't know which one's better. If, money, 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 yeah. money, 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 money. If, so if you guys didn't like Wales, I'd be like, I am done. Did you watch the music video? Oh, I love the music video. The music video is fire, because they're just sitting at this unhoused people yeah talking about all this money they have yeah and it's like little puppets but yeah. the animation's so smooth i'm I like know. wow what is this it's and, so cute and the little like where does it come up when the things happen and, yeah and i some, loved it ugh. and this has got some of the best imagery and it's really easy to follow it's you just, can hear them it's yeah fast but it's so clear yeah. yes and the imagery yes. is so funny yeah. like how his coat uh, is made of 40, 40 bald, bald eagles, eagles sewn, sewn together into a coat. and yeah. how his pet leopard even has a mink coat and his yard <laughs> is full of yachts i was like <laughs> all, i love this uh, yeah, it's absurd uses for money 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 it's yeah. great yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the foie gras uh, bust of Albert Einstein yep. is hilarious. I like the clocks getting wound by uh, Spock. Yeah, Spock just winds clocks for him all day. Um, Great yeah. song, fantastic song. It's also this and Jonathan are probably the two that like really pulled me to mm. buy the album because I just yeah those because are the only two good ones. Eh, I like all of them, <laughs> but kidding. those ones are definitely the strongest. Yeah, mentions watch the music video. Mentions LARPing. Yeah, funny. <laughs> yeah, robots who learn how to LARP. <laughs> It's funny. It's um, a good song. It's funny. Yeah. It's probably the best song on the album. Yeah, 100%. 100%, 100% agree. Uh, and then we get Merlin. Yeah, Merlin interlude. sucks. What? It's just a bunch of tabling as an interlude. I don't and know. Not yeah. Hail Mary Mallon in like a yeah, robot HMM. I really, I really like it. I, but I love the start with like the sampling and then the backing tracks having parts added on one at a time. Kind of feels like a DJ like building up a track, which is like a really good interlude for a hip hop album in my opinion. Yeah, but uh, that's fine. If you don't like it, that's okay. Uh, then we get Picture Day. Didgeridoo. This one, yeah, this one's like kind of another interlude. It's a little over a minute long. It's basically just a verse from each artist. Uh, it's got didgeridoo. Yep. Why is this one only a minute long? I really like this one. I know. Yeah, Picture Day is really good, and I always forget that it's a minute long because it has a verse. Like, it's not yeah. like Merlin where it's just... It's got a cool sample. Yeah. The lyrics are fun, but I don't get it. It's yeah. less than a minute. The backing I too, track's I cool. I, too, am getting ziggy with it. The only problem is that it's only a minute long, and there's still a skit. Yeah. Like, why is there skit in this a minute-long song? And I give it a pass because it has fundraiser concert, concert, but, like, it's harder to give a pass. I, I know, especially because by this point, you've heard that same line a few times. I don't mind. Um, <laughs> it's I, good every time. I really like the line, uh, trust, that's what a Playboy be on, one quarter straight, no save point respawn. 
Um, I think Rob's verse at the oh, end. Oh, it's is, a video game reference. Yeah, there's Holy a lot guns. of video game references. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know when you stop and like. Don't get me wrong. I understand not wanting to sit here and analyze lyrics and stuff, but when you stop and do, it's not always hard to figure out what they're talking about. Well, um, I wouldn't go that far, but sure. Well, I I think Rob's verse at the end is pretty strong, but I don't really know what that one's about. Um, Interesting. So you how go. you say that just after saying if you sit and li- analyze them. I said most said. of them. Yeah. Not all of them. I can fully admit polygon, I, will figure it out. I, I can fully admit when I don't understand what they're talking about, but I love it when I do figure it out. I also just like it when they're just like throwing a cool like image in my head. I think it's neat. Uh, then we get kill. I just think they're neat. I just think they're neat. Um, the hook is just the spelling for the group's name, which could get annoying. Yeah, uh, I actually enjoyed this one. Yeah, I like the, it too. There's a bit more production with the warping synths and the catchy hook. I think Kiln is done by Rob. Let me check here. There's no real stand-up moment though. It's yes, this one like is produced by Rob Song. Yeah, Kill Oktoberfest in the Red List. This one, it's funny, I, after Jamie's reference, I put, not sure if there's really a stand-up moment, just thought it was neat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they each do a really long, neat. like, constant verse, and then it just kind of ends with the hook. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really like all the imagery again. I've said that for like almost every song, but uh, it's kind of why I like these guys together. I find that they can just kind of go back and forth and, like, pop weird stuff into my brain, um, even if I don't always know what's going on about um, and then parts like uh, when he goes to a club at a young age, but it sucks and he hates it, but he was trying to act cool and impress people. That That's like a really easy part to connect to. But uh, it's yeah. like how I feel about going to a club now that I'm old. See? There you go. And then we get it King. and I hate it. <laughs> then we get King Cone. I don't know if it's like the unsettling synths on the backing track that turns into sort of a creepy bass line, but uh, I like this one a bit less than the others for the most part. Mm. It's still got some cool lyrics, and I really like how the two guys work together. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like the dip dive outro. I think it's neat. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I like the it's reference to the movie Castaway. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. One, it, it's got my favorite line, uh, which is more feud than a room with two Corys. I it just makes me laugh every time. I think a couple of guys named Corey just Only getting 90s mad. Nineties kids remember. No, it's it's a reference to the two Corys, Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman and Corey Haim. Oh, I never watched it. Yeah, I love this reference. It gets yeah. it wrong. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was just uh, like no, people named Corey are going to feud over. No, no, the, the, they famously argued on their show, The Two Corys. Yeah. The show was literally called The Two Corys? Yeah, because yeah. Corey Feldman and Corey... Uh, I know who Corey uh, Feldman is, but I don't know the other guy. Corey, they were both in The Lost Boys together. Yeah. Yeah, I know Corey Feldman. Well, now you like it. The other guy is in The Lost Boys too? Yeah, they're yeah. both in it. Oh, man. Now I, you like this reference even more. I do like it even more. Yeah. Uh, I... Didn't think this was bad. I like the droning synth that kind of wanders around during the chorus. Sure. I just, uh, I don't want tabling. I think they should have taken it out. Sure. Uh, but I liked it. It's not bad. Cool. And then we get uh, Oktoberfest. Um, I really like the line. Uh, this is really good, bud. This year, Halloween fell on a weekend. I think it's a great way to kind of start uh, start everything off. Um, it's obviously about stuff in October. Mostly yeah. Halloween, but some other stuff too. Uh, it's really simple. Um yeah, Halloween really was so much wilder and better when it was on a weekend. Like, I don't know about you guys, but when mm-hmm. I was a kid, like, it was on a Wednesday or a Thursday. It's like, cool, I'll go trick-or-treating yeah, school tomorrow. for a little bit. But, yeah, but when you don't have school, it's like, oh, I can stay out till, like, midnight and have all this fun. Yeah, um, I like the backing track. I like the off-sounding keyboard notes that play throughout. And, yeah. again, you know, I'm going to mention the tabling. I won't say anything more. <laughs> uh, I do like the theme of Halloween, though. It's a fun setting to be talking about. The different yeah. costumes and the heavy heads that they reference being... Uh, the bas- candy the, baskets, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and intense like campers crosswords uh, is a funny line. <laughs> yeah, intense like a, that that's was pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a pretty good song. Um, I thought that uh, the ref- the the many 
references to Halloween were pretty good. They were really good if you want to build up imagery on them. Yeah. Uh, Dinner with the Manson Lawyers is a, is a line. That's a good, yeah. Yeah. Dinner with the Manson Lawyers. Um, then we get the Red List, which is the last song. Uh, I like the backing track. It's a super fuzzy bass with some high synths and some interesting drums. Uh, cut by scratching in the chorus. Um, this one's kind of about escaping or living in danger. It's got a big skit at the end. Just like the pina colada song. They raised uh, $2.11, but the bowling alley already closed years no, ago. It, was it closed in 1995. Oh, sorry, $211. $211. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, it's a fun enough song. It sounds like everything else, though, which I complain about George Ezra. Sure. Any song or something sounds completely different, so I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was a little bit boring, but it does end in a, a skit. It's funny to be the reveal that they, after this big fundraising thing, concert, they raised $211, but it ends with fundraiser concert. concert. So sure I'll give it pass. just a little bit of a pass. A little bit of a pass. Not bad, though. I feel duped. Uh, the the um, bowling alley has been closed since 1995. Well, Those guys do money? too many drugs, let me tell you. Pretty much. They're too busy living it up, you know. Um, well, it's a picture disc. Uh, it comes in this, like, dummy-thick plastic sleeve that Bell had dummy for, for dummy his thick. record. Um, it's got a full... Is that anything else? It's just that? It's this as well as... One of these guys. What are these called again, Jamie? Obi. Obi. What's an Obi? It's what it's you like, get on the Japanese records. Yeah, so they're... Oh, was it on the outside? It was on. It's on the inside, like on top of the record. Oh, yeah. And it just says like "Hail Mary, Mellon Bestiary," and it's yeah, got it's the track a big list. bookmark for your tomes. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of like a big bookmark. Um, but uh, yeah, on the front is just one of the three covers, possible covers. It's cool. Pretty cool looking. It's like one of those uh, Death Eaters. Was oh, it from Fallout? Yeah. The big. Oh yeah. Death Adder. Death Adder. Uh, Death Claw. Death Claw. Yeah, it kind of looks like it. a Death Claw with like. Worms. Worm tentacle things coming out of its mouth. Um, super cool looking. The others are another two monsters. So you can get one of the three monsters. This is the one that I wanted. So I was actually really happy that it's the one that showed up. And it just has the title at the it's top. got uh, Jar Jar Binks eyes. He got it. Now I can't see it. At the very That's top, funny. yeah. Uh, and then on the back is just a bunch of like demonic imagery, some pentagrams and whatnot. Yeah, it's a cool color. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was giving me D- Diablo vibes. Stained yeah. glass. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, I really enjoy it. It's also by far the best beast. The other ones are... Right? Wack. The other ones are super lame compared to this one. This one, this is like the main one that you see when they post the album on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they use it's this the cover album cover. For it. Yeah. yeah, this is like the primary album cover, and I'm really glad I got it. You can still get it. It's on Best Buy for $24. There you go. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Wow. That's crazy. I wouldn't expect that. Yeah, so um, it's kind of one of those things where you could try to buy three copies to get all of them, kind of like Led Zeppelin's in through the outdoor. Quality's okay. Uh, we just played it earlier and uh, played fine. When I played it on, when I originally had like an LP60 years ago and I played it on that, um, yeah, it would skip on Jonathan. And it sucks because it, it skips like one of the, uh, like, Ruin from the Isle of Astonishing or whatever. It skips that first like two lines and it really, I don't know, kills the whole track for me. But now it plays well. And, um, yeah, it's good. I like it. What did you pay for it? I don't know, 30 bucks or something like that. So pretty much like what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, nothing crazy. Uh, why don't I go first? Sure. I bet I'd love Aesop Rock's music if he slowed down just a tad, made songs for about three minutes max, and had lyrics that were easier to digest. But it doesn't seem like those things will ever happen. I still don't mind his music, but just like last time, I don't think I actively enjoyed most of what I heard. I'm going to put this in the 19th spot under Slipknot's self-titled and above 
Ask the Dusk by Lorne. Sure. I don't mind it. And if when it was on like passively, I don't think it was bad. But this is uh, not for me for active listening. Yeah. Jamie? Uh, this remains not for me for active listening. Um, I appreciate what he's trying to do on most of his albums. But the way he raps is too fast and too complex. And I don't need, I think I said this last year, I don't need to have a thesaurus out to understand <laughs> what he's talking about. Well, you just need a dictionary? A little bit of both. Sure. Why not? <laughs> why, don't, why don't we get we translated somewhere? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's not for me. Uh, I, I don't know what I would rate this at. It, so it is technically proficient. The beats are okay. I just didn't enjoy my time with it. Yes. Yeah, so what would you rate it on a base of enjoyment? Um, more like a seven out of thirteen. That's still high. Yeah, uh, I thought it'd be lower than that. Yeah. It's over half. That's true. That's You're true. Like, I hated this album. I have nothing to say. Seven. Seventy-five percent. Maybe it's, it's like, like a like video a... game thing, right? Where it's like, oh my god, this I don't, is video I don't games. like the game. <laughs> it's got like video but games. But I respect that it's not terrible. So it's like a sixty-five or a seventy. I don't respect it if I don't like it. Well, what if you can I hate my enemies and I wow. disrespect them? Wow. Please, what's your thought? Um, I love this album. I don't know. I own it. It's a, like an eight and a half out of ten. I think it's some of their better work. Um, I hate the skits now that I've heard it like a hundred times, but uh, the Fun first time the first time I listened to it, I loved it. I thought it was really fun and, you know, goosey. It's really like Adult Swim whatever. kind of humor. Yeah, it kind of is, yeah. Um, We're getting back to Ploof owning that. What was that Adult Swim record you had? Oh. Uh, Danger Mouse? No. Yeah, yeah, Danger Doom. Danger, Danger, Danger Doom, Doom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I like the first album more. Are you going to eat that? And I think that if anyone likes Wales or Jonathan, they should go check some of those out. Um, you need that. You need that. But it sucks because yeah, I, I like a couple of the tracks on here more. Like Jonathan and Wales are just so strong so good. that Where like if I had to pick record? one album to listen to, it'd be tho- it'd be this one just so I could hear those. Um, I think Rob and Aesop are good together, and I think the music and lyrics are strong enough to carry it, even at times when you're not exactly sure what's going on. Uh, I think it's a great candidate for a picture disc with the spooky, interesting art, and I'm super happy to own it. Only thing I think could have been made it better was if it had a jacket. Don't you? So that's the weird thing about picture discs is They're a lot of the time, clear plastic. a lot of the time they come in this big, thick, clear plastic that I've heard is not good. Uh, no, for the record, it can yeah, off they gas, get stuck right? to it. It yes. gets like yeah, hot. Gets and that's it, part yeah. of why mine is in a sleeve within yeah. here. That's and smart. Yeah, get a paper well, sleeve. Jamie's probably got lots. Yeah, you can take the one. Over yeah. There. That's um, good. But yeah, luckily, Jamie's album, though, does come in a sleeve. Yeah, it comes in a double gatefold. It's very nice. Jamie, would you like to talk about your album now? Yeah, so so Tool's an, uh, a band that I have listened to. I am not a huge fan of Tool. I was surprised you picked Tool. Um, Tool is... Um, like I, I find them very interesting. Um, I think they're very good as a technical band. Yeah, and I like their, I like some of their riffs. The riffs are pretty good. Maynard is a really cool singer. Yeah, and he writes some really interesting lyrics. So I, I don't really know a lot about Tool other than um, before Tool, Danny Carey and Maynard James Keenan. Don't you always have to say the full name? Like Maynard alone doesn't sound right. No, it sounds weird. Yeah. You guys say Maynard James Keenan sounds correct for some reason. Uh, whenever yeah. we talk about well, tools, it's, it's like John Wilkes Booth, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's an assassin. Um, they played in a totally different band before Tool, and it was called Green Jelly. And they did; they were billed as the worst band in America. Yo, um, by themselves, um, and they did a funny song about the three little pigs, and it's really funny. Um, 
I don't know how to describe Tool. Tool's like a not nominally a progressive or alternative metal band. Um, this album itself got wildly disparate v- uh, reviews when it came out. Uh, some called it the album of the year, and then others like Pitchfork gave it a one point nine. Really, Pitchfork hated Lateralis. Hates this album, but it's got some of their like more famous songs like Schism, The Grudge. The the reviewer said that everyone in the in the early two thousands is trying to have an opus. They're trying <laughs> to have like their best album, yeah. and yeah. they trying really hard on this one. I could, um, yeah, I, I don't think agree it's with that. that bad. I don't think so either. But I can fully see where they're coming from. Um, I I also get that uh, Tool is a band that is very up its own behind um, a lot. Um, but Tool itself is Maynard James Keenan. He's the vocalist. Adam Jones is the guitarist. Uh, Justin Chancellor is the bassist. And Danny Carey is the drummer. And Danny Carey is a character. He is. He? is uh, I think he's a funny dude. What's he done? Like, what, what do you mean? What has he done? Why is he funny? Um, I think it's really interesting when he plays with other bands. Who else does he play with? Yeah, you gotta get more information. You're saying like, uh, so there. last week he played with the Seahawks. <laughs> their seahawk drum line he just showed up <laughs> okay that's cool uh, yeah and, and i thought that was kind of cool yeah and he looked like he's having a ball so like sure. whenever he's like playing the drums like he he walked into like this um school auditorium and played with like this group of like high school kids as their drummer he probably had a blast yeah, yeah and he looked like he was having a whole like a, a real ball of the time anyway he looks like he has fun doing what he does that's good um the songs Schism and Parabola on this album were featured in Guitar Hero World Tour. That's how I know them. Other than the fact that I probably heard them when I was in high school. Yep. Um, maybe Ed the Sock did a story about them because the music video <laughs> Ed for the Schism. Sock. Wow. Remember when he used to do the fromage? Yeah. It was like the, the worst uh, or most cheesy videos of the year. With Schism? Schism was there because it's like that claymation crap. Yeah, Schism is super weird. Yeah. We'll get we'll get to the Schism music video later anyway, on. Uh, I don't really have a ton of thoughts on the album. I think it's okay. Um, the packaging is probably the most interesting part of the release I got, but I would not actively seek out buying this uh, if you're looking to buy a copy of arguably their best album. Um, it's a picture disc. It kind of sounds rotten. We'll get to that later, but... What did you think, Bill? I, I think you think it's stinky. Uh, yeah, not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> My intro is, I'd never listened to a two album before and didn't know anything about them. This is a long album. <laughs> yeah. I think. Uh, do you think it would have been different if you hadn't had to listen to it on your lunch break? Well, I listened to a lot of it last night, and then I listened to some today because uh, I was away at CES and then another event for work uh, and did not have time to do Vinyl Verdict. But uh, no, I'll tell you right now, no, I would not like this album still. It is, I think listening to it all in a shorter time frame just made it me go, like, I could not tell what song was one song and another. They're all like, that's every song. And then some of them have a bongo and they go, that's every song. Yeah. And he goes, it's every single song. So like listening to all at once just meant he's describing the things I like. About I got, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listening to all at once just means I might have noticed faster versus if I'd listened to it over weeks, but like I never would have listened to this over a long period of time. Like even if I had done this, if I'd finished earlier than today, I would have felt the same, which is that 
I don't want to listen to like the Dune soundtrack for an hour and 20 minutes. You know, I say this often, but trying to figure out what Bell likes about music. You thought I was going to like the Dune soundtrack? No, for no, I have no, I have no idea what you like, Bell. But, <laughs> but that's the mystery of doing this podcast, and this is why I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew he wasn't going to like this one. I don't know, dude. Dude really liked the Ziggy Stardust. I know, but this is not anything like either of those albums. I know, I know. It's a lot more akin to, I mean, it's not the same, but it's a lot more akin to Sleep, Dope Smoker. Yeah, it's heavy in the same sense, Trust me, Jamie, very different. I'm not saying yeah. that, like, even sleep stuff that's not dope smoker. You're is, not, yeah, like, so. you're, not, <laughs> you're not like everybody else. Uh, uh, or, or dope smoker, something else. Uh, you know what? I knew about Tool, I've known about Tool for like decades now. Uh, they're super famous. And you, if you've you, seen the Tool, if you have like friends who are metalheads, um, they're probably into Tool. Or you probably have at least one friend who's like really into Tool. And I've got a few. And I've got to say, um, I always kind of avoided them because I figured it'd be a little pretentious. I didn't, I wasn't sure if I really liked Maynard's voice all that much, even though it's pretty cool. Um, And I had other bands that, like, you know, 2001, right? I was listening to like System of a Down or Slipknot. So I was into like, like really like harder metal. This is more prog metal or like not even it's uh, alternative it's metal. alternative metal kind yeah. of you know it's it's like grunge metal kind of like it's sure it's really different from a, the kind of metal that i was listening to at the time and so i never got into tool um but you know i respect the hell out of them and um very technically yeah it's good i'm not a, you know i i'm not a guitarist um but all i hear from people who love tool is like oh this one part listen to it is crazy and i'm like yeah that sounds pretty cool to me yeah and the time signature stuff is yes. something that they're known for yeah yeah so i respect them um i actually enjoyed the album at least a lot of it <laughs> it's an hour 15 so there's definitely parts where i'm like again this... i didn't realize it was so long when it's I okay it's it. okay but there were definitely parts where i was like i could 100 percent just cut this whole song or like cut half the song or cut this intro cut this outro whatever um but they're also very artsy and so they like doing like um an art piece right like that like lateralis is yeah like you said it's like a magnum opus for them kind of mm-hmm. um and I think this is after he did a perfect circle for a little while too. Yes. So Bender James Keenan is the lead singer in this band and also a perfect circle, which is like a, I don't know. It's just like a rock band. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. And the record label was getting mad because they're like, Hey, what about tool? What about tool? He's also the uh, lead singer in another band called Pussifer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I've heard of them. I haven't listened to them much, but they have, they have a song about a boner. Yeah, yeah pretty, um, apparently good. that's kind of what I think schism is about. Um, but we'll get into that later. It's about boners? No, it's about relationships oh. and stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lateralis was an interesting album, and it's only thirteen songs, but is an hour and sixteen minutes long. Yeah, yeah, because most of the songs are over ten minutes long. Yes, they are. Well, they're usually at least eight. But yeah, yeah, they're very long songs to take you on a some, somewhat of a. A journey, if you will. Yeah, they always, um, especially for this, I don't know if it's just because I've watched a lot of like, like, do you remember when there were so many music videos that were made by someone, but then they're set to schism? Or they yeah. were set to like, <laughs> yeah, right? Dumb. That was so popular in the early 2000s yeah, to like you make your own animation and set it to Schism. Um, Schism's kind of goofy. <laughs> such um, a famous song. Yeah. But uh, for some reason, this one is a lot of like 
desert or empty cavern is kind of what I think of when I listen to this album. Sure. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. Let's listen to it one more time and then talk about it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh you're doing the grudge the grudge yeah uh the grudge is the first uh first track i um, did you notice what sounds like a projector or something starting at the yeah. very beginning yeah, yeah. something something starts at the beginning yeah. i don't know I never, never pick, it's really hard like i listened to the album on vinyl and took notes from the vinyl because i needed to i had it. never listened to it before yeah i bought it last week um, and I, I really just needed to know, does it sound like poo-poo-doo-doo? And in fact, it does sound like poo-poo-doo-doo, but you can pick out the, you can pick out the, the song still. Um, so I listened to the whole thing on there, but yeah, you can hear like something going on in the background there. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's like a projector kicking on and then a whir or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like they're about to show you some art film, which they kind of are. Oh, I'm take you on a journey. Yeah. Um, one thing I've always appreciated about Tool is the intricate drum work. And oh, this, yeah. This song has a lot of intricate drum work. Yeah, a lot of weird percussion. Yeah, it's got a cool beat. And yeah. uh, ethereal guitar tone is cool. Yeah. yeah. I didn't expect, when the first verse came around, the singer to sound like that. Really? Like, I don't know what I expected Tool to sound like, but it was like, oh, it's just like a smooth, normal singing voice, I guess. Yeah. Uh, which is good, I guess. These guys love Saturn, though. Yeah, Saturn comes up a lot. It does. Does it in this song or in, in the album? I didn't. I didn't this song up for it. sure. Yeah. After a few songs, I stopped trying with the lyrics. But. It talks about it because like Saturn has an orbit of like thirty, 30 years, years. Yeah. so that's like your the, the like the. It's a big the, point in life for most people. Yeah, 30, thirty years is a long time. Yeah. It's like when you mature, right? Yeah. Uh, at least in theory. Mm. Um, we're waiting on proof. Yeah. But. Yeah, this song it just doesn't feel like it's saying a whole lot for the fact that it's so long. But the scream that lasts from 658 to oh, 724 yeah. is truly awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great scream. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's like 25 There's seconds There's some good screaming on this album. Yeah. Like, um, I think I wrote notes on another one. But, the whoa. Genius page is <laughs> is so long. Is it? <laughs> yeah. If you check, people just analyze this like so heavily. Um, I like it. It's kind of like art metal. There's a lot of badass heavy riffs. Uh, and then it gets like really light and subtle at times, though. So it kind of flows. Um, it's a cool song that actually kept me interesting, interested over the entirety. And then I really like that big solo section around five minutes. Yeah. Um, the outro is kind of long, but yeah. once you're at this point, I thought it was fine. You're kind of into it. Yeah. Um, so I didn't actually feel like the whole thing uh, felt overly long. One thing I think I, I like more about the vinyl release than listening to it on Spotify is that there's no gap between the tracks. So they kind of just keep going. Yeah. There's um, a few of them like that where they really bleed into each other nicely. Yeah. Uh, which is, I don't know. And the vinyl release, especially because I don't think there's really much of a gap on the no. record. There's no fade. Out. I mean, Hey, it's an hour 15. They had trouble fitting it all on probably. Uh, on on the two, I jeez, uh, okay. So I think the first three songs are on the first side. Oh, okay. So, um, <coughs> we'll get into this later. 
when I talk about the record, but there's no labels on it. Mm. So when I put a record on, I had no idea where mm. I was starting. Oh, good. There's no <laughs> labels. Uh, there's no labels. There's no track listing. There's do no they no... at least just do A, B, C, D? No, or do there's, they... there's no writing on the record. No, 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 no. I mean, like, you know, some records because they were meant for... Um... Oh, oh, for a changer? No. Yeah, it's side A, okay, side okay. B, side okay. C, side D. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it, that fades into or, or segues Eon. into Eon Blue Apocalypse, I wrote which it, is an instrumental break between The Grudge and The Patient. I wrote nice little interlude, and that's all I have for this song. I said interlude, and I have no thoughts. There you go. No, no thoughts. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 fine. It's 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 a it's a good gap filler. I think if they, there wasn't something in there, it would be kind of jarring going to The Patient. Sure. Um, the the Patient has a really good guitar beginning. Like the beginning part is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really long intro though. I'm into it. It's yeah, like it's okay. It's another long seven minute song. I really love the drums. Yeah. Uh, and then they've got that cool drop around like two and a half minutes, and then it kind of trudges on. Um, I'm definitely less interested in the patient than I was interested in the grudge. Fair. Like I still liked it, but uh, it didn't hold my interest as quite as much. I thought it's got some really cool short guitar solo around five and a half minutes. So, so I, I I didn't know this prior to doing a little research on the album, but I guess Maynard James Maynard James Keenan's mo- mom has been paralyzed since like 1979. Oh, um, and the song is from her perspective. Oh, that's super cool. As someone who can't move, yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, it, apparently, the the theme of paralysis comes up in a number of their songs over the years. Hmm. Um, Bell, did you have any thoughts? Nope. Okay. It's uh, it's long. It's very slow for a huge chunk of its runtime. Yeah. And I was just kind of like waiting for something to happen. And yeah. Then it happened. I was like, okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, what you're describing is how the song slowly grows louder, and then it and then it gets quieter again at the end. Yeah, it's a parabola. Is that, a, is, that, is that actually a parabola? I guess it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's not this song, so no. they really messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it does have a cool outro like with the drums and everything kind yeah, of settling kinda, down, though. I, I really like it. Like that. Yeah. And then we get Mantra, which is just another interlude. It's kind of spooky sound. Yes, I wrote this one is much more spooky. Yeah, I said spooky interlude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, this, I, by this point, I thought the whole album just felt really lonely. I got a sense of loneliness mm. from it. Okay. Sure. I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm making a face over here. No one can see it because this is uh, not a video podcast. Thankfully. And I wasn't looking, and Ploof wasn't looking. So I have. No one I don't know. I don't know if I picked up on the loneliness, yeah. but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. Then we get into Schism. Ah, the song yes. rocks. Schism. What a cool guitar lick. If you play the bass line in a music store, you will get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> so it is so popular. Like. I remember being in high school, like Schism and Parabola, I've heard lots. I've never heard this whole album together, but yeah, this used to just get played constantly. Um, lots of cool music videos. This one has a pretty cool music video. I'd love to see the storyboard for it because I have no Who idea how to figure out? this yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, it's got interesting lyrics about like communicating and relationships. Yeah. Um, I like how much more frantic the last third feels, kind of right after that long, quiet part. Yeah, to to yeah, the quiet part is so cool because it's got like the bells and the chimes yeah. and stuff like it's, that. It's oh, quiet, but it's cool. interesting. Um, uh, and then like the the multiple singers or like the layered vocals in the quiet part are yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, and then the end feels like frustrated because like it sounds like Maynard's kind of pissed because he knows the pieces fit, but he can't get them to go back together. Um, 
but I think that there's a different meaning there. I think he was trying to, I read something on like Genius or somewhere where it's like, he's talking about the record label and how he knows that Tool can still be good together, but the but they're all worried because he's doing a perfect circle. I don't know how correct that yeah, is. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I didn't mind this one. Uh, I had it on while I was just like doing stuff and it has a good headbanging beat to it, but... Uh, like a lot of the other songs, I feel like you can just take out those long moments of silence. Totally. Like, there's two minutes for some reason that's just a basic guitar riff for no reason. I'm like, this would be sweet if it was just condensed into like one song. And uh, we'll talk about it later, but I'll mention it now. It's like, I feel like that's why I liked Rage and Slipknot and System yeah. of a Down yeah. more, even though they're not my genres, because yeah. it's like, you got your idea across. They're cohesive. Yeah, in a much more compact package, yeah. and it's like here I'm like okay. in, in spatial audio. This song sounds kind of cool. Mm. Um, I listened to it, it briefly on that, um, but, but this is like this whole album is almost like if Dope Smoker was more interesting and had lyrics. Oh like, yeah, it's definitely better than Dope Smoker. Uh, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But it's got a lot of that droning on for that lasts for like minutes at a time. Um, and it's kind of the reason why I probably wouldn't listen to the whole thing again. Uh, I would 100% cherry pick a few songs, like yeah. Schism, Parabola, sure. The Grudge. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah, but, I, I um, don't think this is a, an album that you wouldn't want to listen to front to back yeah. on a regular basis. I kind of understand. Like, I was surprised because it's so uh, famous, but I, I, I get why people either loved it or hated it years ago when it came yeah. out. Uh, the, the song w- went to number two. On the Billboard Alternative or and also the Billboard Mainstream Rock chart. Yeah, super popular. Uh, it was blocked from number one by Stains. It's been a while. Uh, wow. It's been a while. It's pretty good. Um, I, I, <laughs> it's I remember, been a while. Yeah, that's how the song is. That's how that is. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, the song is kind of interesting to me because it changes its time signature 47 times oh my God. in six minutes. <laughs> Or almost seven, I guess. So that's like, kind of dumb. Yeah. But that's a very tool thing to do. It's one of those things that like most people won't really even... Like, I didn't pick up on that at all. But if you're a musician or something and you're really into into technical stuff, you do. And like that's where a lot of respect that's, for tool comes I, from. I imagine that is very hard to do live. Oh, yeah. Uh, or intentionally. Yeah. Um, I mean, bands change time signatures by accident all the time. I just <laughs> listened to It's Been a While. Better song, not gonna lie. <laughs> it's been a while. It's a great song. It's been a while since I saw you. So <laughs> I, I remember so, there was a meme that went around a while ago. It's like I just got this shirt and it's already stained, and it's got like, <laughs> a heard... picture of that guy's <laughs> face, and it just says it's been a while on it. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> um, Parabol. This is our first normal length song. Yeah, it's like three minutes long. Yeah, it's very slow and quiet with some light cymbals, very slow bass line, and super light guitar. It's a intro to Parabola. Yes, if you will. it yes it is. Um, I kind of like that they separated them. Yeah, to be honest, if you don't want to listen, he's done intro, this to all the songs. Give I, it a long, slow intro, and then put the song. I don't disagree with you, Bill. Yeah. It would be like twenty-five tracks yeah. instead of thirteen. You have skit and schism. <laughs> <laughs> Skitism. Uh, it's too slow. So even though it's shorter, it's still just like the slow part of the song that yeah. I don't mm. like already. So it's like, yeah. okay. I thought it was kind of cool because it's like a calm version of the next song, which is kind of more. Yeah, I don't hate loud. Parable. Mm. I don't hate Parable. It's, um, but I agree with Bell. It's, it's, it's kind of slow and is quiet. Parable? So it's, both, it's a play on like parable. Yeah, it's a play on the word parable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a play on the word parable. 
<laughs> is it a play in the World Prayer Bowl? I just yeah, also anyways, to say uh, yeah, we'll just repeat what Cliff says. Let's say it more yeah. em- emphatically. I like it. Parabola. Oh, yeah, uh, what I don't like is parabola. You don't oh, like parabola? Parabola is so good. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I love okay, parabola. I like the chorus. Okay. All right. Maybe I'm lying. It's fine. I like the chorus. The it's guitar solo at a minute 30 was also excellent. Yeah. It's, it's just more riff. of a traditional rock song. So, like, I yeah. like it a bit more. I think I was just being negative because of the fact that I was tired of the album at this point. Sure. But it is yeah. not that bad. No. Uh, from about four minutes and 40 seconds to the end, the outro riff is very good. Yeah. It is very heavy. My only issue is there's like an extra 20 seconds of almost nothing at the very end. Yeah, uh, I, don't, they, I don't understand that one. They're probably just, you know, trying to tie it into the next song, um, but I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, because there's no, there's no like, interlude song between the two. Yeah, and then Ticks and Leeches is a pretty... It's a very different song. ...different song, but yeah. um, it, I, I really like the drum section around, like, three and a half minutes, followed by more guitar solos. Oh, yeah, uh, I love Parabola. I think it's fantastic. Oh, like, God. I could take three or four songs from this album and just listen to those. They regularly play Parabola on modern rock radio. Yeah, it's so. pretty famous as well. Um yeah, it's good. Good song. It doesn't sound like 2001, though. This one sounds like a mid-90s kind of track to me. Is that uh, I don't know. Audio Slave? Give me an Audio Slave song. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind audio of. Slave is a... Uh, sure, fair enough. I, I'll, I'll give what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and then we get into Ticks and Leeches. Sucking song suck. about uh, that's critical of the music industry. Ah. And we, we, we've done a, a number of them. I wrote them down. Uh, Welcome to the Machine, Have a Cigar... And the entire Lola versus Power Man record. There you go. Two of those were Pink Floyd songs. Yes. Oh, right. So, no. It's not Ticks and Leeches. The order on the record and the order on Apple Music and Spotify is different. Oh. So, the next song is actually Disposition. Because oh. I looked up on Discogs oh, that, that, to that's, catch the order. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. This is that. why I always check Discogs. Dang, yeah. See, I'm... Because the order is different. I was like, oh, what the hell? Okay, let's talk about disposition then. Yeah, I made my and notes I'm, based on Spotify. I made, uh, yeah, I, I ended up doing that, but I... I Boom. I know tool more roasted, than you guys. You guys roasted. are fake fans. Okay, so... <laughs> hey, I never said I was a fan. I said my friends were fans. <laughs> okay, so the... the, the Again, the, the album... Jacket has no album listing on it, yeah. so it could be in any order they really want it to be. Yeah. Let's go on to disposition. It's got a cool slow start, and then really repetitive, repetitive lyrically and musically. Uh, so as much as I enjoyed the hand drums, this one has uh, it just doesn't. It's not for me. I liked this one. Oh yeah, back to back songs. I enjoyed. Uh, I like the slower, but not too slow pace mm-hmm. and the hand drumming in the back is hypnotic with the yeah. drums that echo through the song it's relaxing and the lyrics are simple with it only be a couple of with it only being a couple of sentences repeated but the words themselves are kind of dynamic sounding so it doesn't come off as annoying yeah sure uh, so even though it's like you know watch the weather change over and over again watch the weather change is like a fun kind of beat to itself that i didn't mind I uh, I enjoyed how there were multiple guitars on this particular track, and that they're hard panned to either side. So there's an acoustic sounding guitar on one side, oh, yeah. and the electric side, and they're hard panned to the like the hard edge of stereo. Man, even in headphones, I didn't notice that. Um, it is kind of neat. I, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Right? I, yeah, I'm usually like pretty good about picking up. Uh... Um, separation like that but but yeah um, apparently disposition reflection and triad are three songs that are supposedly linked together if you look at the back of the cd jacket they've got a line drawn through them 
That's cool. Um, there's no line drawn through them on mine because there's no lines drawn on anything. There's no. There's not even a name on the on the on the spine. So, so. does this position then go into reflection? No, it goes into ticks and leeches. No, wow. Okay, that's an interesting. Well, that's an interesting way of suck and suck. Mm-hmm. It's an okay song. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the extremely slow three-minute-long interlude snap, smack dab <laughs> right in the middle of the song. Yeah. But then it ends with some sick, crazy drumming. So yeah. they got me back there. But yeah, that I don't know. There's some what really good blast beats in those drums. Yeah, I don't know, I, I, I don't know how you do a blast beat, but he he really got those. Um, and there's some good screaming. Yeah, aside from the like, I like the screaming, but I actually don't like Maynard uh, singing on parts of the song very much. Mm. Uh, the chorus is really cool though, and um, I really like that long part with the whispering around halfway through. Yeah, and some good I, guitar work. It goes end. on for a while, but I actually really like it. Um, yeah, some weird vocalizing in the background at the end. It's it's not my favorite song. I wouldn't pick it out of like if I had to pick three or four from the album to listen to. Yeah, but it's okay. Okay, Bill. What's the next song? Is it Lateralis? Lateralis, the title track. Okay. Yo, it's good. It's super long at nine minutes and 22 seconds, but uh, at this point, you either like Tool or you don't. <laughs> so. Yeah, you, they've already got you. Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've already, already got lost you. you. Yeah. Or they're already, yeah, well, you would probably wouldn't have bought the album if you didn't yeah. know what it was. It's, um, a, it's a lot of heavy, droning rock broken up with like cool solos and interesting lyrics for Maynard. It's way better at like seven minutes and thirty seconds. Oh yeah, it gets loud and headbangy, and there's growling vocals. Yeah, uh, everything else is everything. Every other comment I've ever made on this album applies. To yeah, the song, so it's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's got a good intro. It's got a good middle. The end is okay too. I like the end uh, more. It's got a lot more like yeah. soloy bits. Sure. Yeah. Um, so this song is uh, written to follow the Fibonacci sequence. Of course um, it is. I had to look up what a Fibonacci sequence is. Isn't that the golden circle or something? Yeah, it's a golden ratio or yeah, whatever. Yeah, golden ratio. Um, the verses are exactly 55 seconds long, which is 55 is the 11th number in the sequence. So there you go. <laughs> nice. That's sure. If you're gonna, 55. 55. Can you count to 55? <laughs> Can you count to Reflection, which I think is the next song? It is. Thank you. Um it has a long intro with synths. Yeah, I like the strings. I got added part way through. Yeah, not bad. it borders on too slow and drawn out, but I think that it works. And again, it was a decent song to listen to while I was like doing other stuff. And the end crash out is very satisfying. After I don't want to say it was relaxing music, but like more calm music. Sure, I was like, cool. They crashed it out. Like that's kind of nice. It's got some spooky yeah. voice effects, warbly sp- spooky go- voice effects. I really like the bass line. Sure. Yeah. Uh, this one takes a long time like for the song to get going, even for it being 11 minutes. But uh, I don't know. When it does, it's really cool. Um, and yeah, the echoey singing from Maynard is pretty neat. Uh, I don't know if I'd ever choose to sit and consciously listen to Reflection again. It's too bad because it gets really good in the second half. It just takes like five and a half minutes to get there. Um, yep. Yeah. And then I think the next song is Triad. It has to be because the last one is like an outro. Sure is. Yeah. So uh, this is a powerful sounding instrument, instrumental. That's this made me go like the whole album should have been instrumental. I you actually kind of so. liked this. Okay. Ah, Maynard's singing is pretty good though. Like it's. Yeah. And, I wonder and his what... lyrics are always interesting and artistic. So I kind of. As much yeah, as. You should put them into three minute songs. I but, agree. Okay, so, I, I, so, so Rage yeah. Against the Machine without. 
what's his nuts is just Zach, Zach Delarocha is just audio slave. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Chris Cornell adds a lot, but right? But 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 like if you take Chris Cornell out, it's just it's not slave. it's not rage anymore. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what would Tool without Maynard James Keenan be? I don't know. Is there a band? Do they have one? I don't know. I'm no. just wondering. I just think it would be neat. I, I get behind what he's saying. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I like the. I like the. I don't want to think well, about I'll tell you about Triad. I like the drums. They're like almost tribally, and they're pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and then you got a neat but screaming guitar solo. Uh, feels long for like six and a half minutes though, even though that's kind of short for this album. Yeah. But I think that's just because it's the end of an hour and a quarter long album. Yeah, I agree. And then we get into this weird one at the end. Yeah, it sucks. Fight yeah, it de Oed. I don't know how Apparent, to pronounce that. Apparently that's Enochian, which is like a fake language written by angels. Super cool. Which means the voice of God. Uh, and this is... It's talking about aliens. Yeah, yeah, it's a call into Coast to Coast, which is a show on NPR, I guess. Yeah, and it's just mostly feedback, and it sucks to listen yeah. to. Yeah. It, it, it's it's kind of cool to be spooky, but like I don't feel like there's alien talk too much before and then yeah. it's just like no uh, uh, i work in alien area, area 51, 51 and i uh, 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 uh and it's just like it, they're coming for me it's like oh what is this like it sucks um <laughs> of all the uh outros or like hidden tracks on the end of an album this is probably the least offensive but it's not good either i thought you say it was the worst and i was like you don't remember touch me i'm gonna scream ending with good no. intentions with jim james screaming no yeah. I, didn't, I didn't i didn't like that one this is probably the least offensive one it at least has aliens yeah I, cool. I wrote they could have just left uh left it out and let it end with triad I don't like. I don't hate it because, like you said, it's not like super uh, offensive. Yeah, it's not, it's not um, intrusive. But it's like I don't know, just weird and spooky. Yeah, it's very tool of rip, them. Rip Area Fifty One guy. He's dead now. Probably. They came for him. Um, let's talk about the record itself. It's in a double gatefold. It has like little eyes, and they're kind of like. I want to see it. You're just describing it. Show me the record, Jamie. It's right there. It's, it's a they can't hear you. Just wait till you sit down. Yeah, it's foil. foil. It's shiny. Uh, foil. So I got the shiny Charizard version. So uh, it's like got a foil cover it's with a bunch of woven eyes. <laughs> yeah, biblically uh, accurate angel. Oh, you've already got a bent corner. Uh, it came that way. Boo. And Jimmy I'm was not very going, upset. I was upset about that. To be fair, it's upset. very bent. I, Whoa. I and then on the inside, it's just more. There's no writing on it. It's very Actually, cool there is there. writing on it. It just has like the copyright info. Yep. Can I see the back? Printed in the U- United States. And oh, it's, it's got the, the stupid thing. barcode on it. <gasps> no, made in Germany. No, it's just, <laughs> just the barcode. Is it printed on or is it like a sticker? It's a sticker. Oh. It stinks. And the spine has no info. The sleeves have no info. Pull the them out. The themselves have no info. What is this? Oh, it's the same pattern, but... Almost looks like a snake now. It's cool. And then, wow. And then it's got uh, the various depictions of the human human body. Tool loves that picture. I imagine I always associate that picture and like this weird other flowing head picture with, with Tool. Tool. Yeah. yeah. And then so it's 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 a picture disc, but it's only a picture disc on like a quarter of the disc. Yeah, and so you can hear it right when the every when time the stylus it, goes over that every part. Every damn time. Every damn time yeah. it goes over it. So. They I can were, hear it. Maybe they just really wanted you to know that it's a picture disc. God, it sucks. Like, oh, you forgot uh, this is a picture disc, eh? awful. Time for the picture part. Um, 
Yeah, every time, <laughs> every time you hit time the, picture the picture part, it crackles. <laughs> so why? So if you, I mean, I get that you probably didn't realize that was going to happen, but um, since you didn't own a picture disc for this topic, why'd you choose this one of all picture discs? It was on sale. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I knew the album. Yeah, fair. It was on sale for like thirty-eight dollars. It's normally like fifty-five. Do yeah. not pay fifty-five dollars. <laughs> it's like a special edition. Yeah, uh, it's the only edition. Really, Lateralis doesn't it, come with just regular black no. vinyl. There Ooh. is no non-picture disc version of this album. It's the same version that was released in two thousand five. In fact, it says it is a two thousand five pressing, but I know this isn't. It is a twenty twenty repressing of the two thousand release. I'm trying to pull the wool over your eyes. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, it's not twenty years old. Um, although the dog ear might suggest that I've had it for twenty years. Also, the sleeves are worn. Because they've mm. been poking out. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I paid like $38 for it. It is not worth $38. What's your rental verdict? Um, I like the album. I don't like the picture disc. What are you rating the album itself? Oh, 9 out of 13. I think this wow, is Wow, really? No, think what about up. the record itself, too? The record itself? The record stinks. I know. What would you rate this whole package with the record? Oh, the whole package with the record? Okay, so the sleeve. Very cool. Beautiful, yeah. Beautiful. Um, packaging, packaging is a, uh, is a good value. The foil is real nice. The foil is very nice. Um, the fact that it came crunched, not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that the record has like no track listing on it and you kind of got to guess, not a big fan. No, that sucks. No. Uh, and, and also if I put this in my collection, I have to like actively think about where the T's are. Because there's no name on the edge of the record. I have Donda by Kanye West. Same thing, just a black record. I'm like, uh, where is it? <laughs> where is it? Going? Lots where it. is it? Yeah. Um, not a tremendous value. Bell, what'd you think? Tool isn't for me. The band is clearly talented, but I think I really, I don't think I really enjoyed any moment from this album. I didn't actively dislike almost any of it, but I would never choose to put this on. I'm going to put this in the 25th spot above Everything Goes Numb by Streetlight Manifesto and below Marcy Playgrounds, self-titled. After hearing about the band for so long, I finally listened to Tool, guys. There you go. You've done it. You know the pieces fit. <laughs> sure. Because you watched them tumble over. <laughs> sure. Pluth, what do you think? Uh, I, you know, similarly, I think everyone in Tool is very talented, uh, and they put out some really interesting and impressive music, I think both visually and musically. Um I liked Lateralis, but I think I would have liked it a whole lot more if they've gotten rid of like at least 15 minutes. Um, I think they're a great band when they're doing something, but I'd get bored during the more subdued sections and I just cut a song or two entirely at the very least, like full 11 minutes gone or like cut like two minute section here, three minute section there. Um, So for me... It's like a, I wish I was reading it higher because like I've heard so much about Tool over the years. Um, but I, I think I'd put it like a seven and a half out of ten. I think people might hate that because some of their best songs, in my opinion, are on here, like Schism, Parabola, Lateralis, and The Grudge. Uh, but there's a reason those songs all have way more plays on Spotify than the rest of the album. Yeah. Yeah. What wow. are we listening to next week, buddy? Next week is my pick. And I chose a weird one because I talked Yo. about it last week or another week, that I was expecting to pick something up in the mail. It's going to be my next pick. I haven't gone and got it yet. I'm going to have so many late fees on picking up that package. But because of that, I picked something random, something that I 
I wouldn't normally have chosen. Yo. Something that I think you're really going to enjoy. It's my Tool album. This is my Tool album. That's your flaming lips. Huh? Cease and Desist by Blarf. Blarf! And we'll talk more about who Blarf is, what Blarf is, what Cease and Desist is next week on Final Verdict. Come on. Bye. Bye.